0: Hello lovely Corrie people, it's episode 484 of Conversation Street, the Coronation Street podcast featuring me, Gemma.
1: Hey up, it's me Michael, that means... Look who it is yeah, I learnt last week. Did I use it right to their northerners? Well
0: done. 16th to the 20th of August are the episodes we're going to be talking about today. That's episodes 10,404 and 10,409. But before we get to Coronation Street, we've got a few more bits and bobs to do, don't we? Yes, we do.
1: Like saying,
0: it's our anniversary. Hey, the podcast. Hey, Congratulations, hey,
1: Michael. Well, we already talked about this a few days ago, actually, didn't we? Because we put out our um, yeah, ninth hey. anniversary inside number nine special bonus podcast just a couple of days ago which um I, I quite enjoy doing it's all about number nine coronation street through the years about jack and beer and tyrone and the traveskies and all sorts really
0: yes all kinds of
1: people i i thought it turned out quite well but i genuinely really would like to have some feedback about whether people enjoyed it or not whether they thought it was a bit rubbish do tell us if you if you think mm, it was i thought it Cause was we've got we could do the other houses but Yeah, I I thought it was quite good. But anyway, thank you um, for everybody who sent us all their best wishes for the ninth Uh anniversary of the podcast. We put out a few um, little tweets and things, didn't we? I really enjoyed putting together um, some little um, images of nine characters. Yeah. We we put on um, the nine most commonly... What is it? No, the the characters who... Yeah, the top nine characters in our character of the week and a street talk thing in a little picture. And... um, that's, that's done really well on Twitter, and then we put out some others. Like we put the top sort of nine other men that we like, and nine other women we like from Coronation Street. Obviously, otherwise that'd be a bit weird. Um, but <laughs> and it was then, all in the theme of nine.
0: And then we um, we got a load of people saying, "What about blah blah blah? What about blah? Why don't you <laughs> put blah fit on them, them? all?" Then well, jokes on you guys because we turn the challenge back around. So if you're one of the people that decided to comment, say, "Oh, why don't you put." whatever on there (laughs) now it's your turn you tell us who your top nine favourite characters are yes please and you can enter a competition
1: yes you need to tell us via the medium of Twitter
0: yeah don't tell us don't just talk to us in the street because we might not know who you are but we will be happy to talk about Coronation Street with you but it doesn't count as an official entry to the competition yeah go to our Twitter account uh, at Conversation Street, and you will find a challenge to you and if you take part you can win an item of Coronation Street merchandise of your choosing.
1: I don't want to talk too much about that otherwise we might monopolise the news section later in the podcast but there are some Corrie related prizes up for grabs. Have a look for the tweet like Gemma says. What you need to do is respond to the tweet with your top nine coronation street you've only characters have got a week to do this because we're gonna we're gonna and have a next week in the
0: form of text or or images make a little
1: picture or whatever you can just, do whatever you like We nice. just
0: want nine characters so we can go oh how come you didn't include no so
1: how interesting <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes it's all about your favorites nobody else and you need to
1: make sure that if you're not following us on twitter you do follow you have to us follow, so follow, so we can and contact you more easily if you're a winner
0: follow retweet and enter the competition otherwise you won't win yes. talking of competitions we've got uh, oh yes yeah, so we've
1: got a patreon competition haven't we yeah we've been talking about this for uh, for a month and the deadline was this lunchtime yeah. so thank you everybody who entered the competition yeah. but um, we do have a winner now did we
0: can i ask what? did we get anybody with the wrong answer i
1: don't believe so we well had, done, everybody I, I must have seen at least five different spellings of the name abby but like we said <laughs> before i can say it all i want now abby 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 abby
0: well, you did it at the time I anyway.
1: Yeah, but it didn't matter. As I said, the, the spelling, spelling it wrong did not stop you from being able to be entered into the draw. And uh, we did have one or two people that also mentioned our old cat as well. Lovely Safi. So thank you yeah. very much for remembering that. But we need to announce the winner. or well, we're not going to announce the no, winner. No, we have got somebody to announce the winner for now you. Now we've
0: been doing this for nine years. We've got an intern.
1: We, yeah, we, we have, we have. So um, I think we should just <laughs> pass. It over. Let's just pass over to her. Um, intern, <laughs> who are you? <laughs>
2: Hello there, everybody. My name's Sally Carmen, and I'm here today to find a winner of Conversation Street's competition. And the competition was to win a full year's subscription to Conversation Street's top tier Patreon. What? I mean, that is just... An amazing prize, so without ado let's crack on so reminder of the question, the question was, what is the name of Michael and Gemma's cat? What is the name of Michael and Gemma's cat? Well, the answer was Abby <laughs> who'd have thought it um right, so let's spin the wheel um okay, all right, so I press this, and the wheel is spinning. And it's spinning and and we have a winner and the winner is Janice Summerhays Janice belting well done congratulations um wonderful so that's my job done and I shall now pass you back over to Michael and Gemma Oh brilliant. Only Joking, she's not our intern, she's a celebrity actress
1: <laughs> Congratulations, Janice, first.
0: Well done, Janice. Thank you. Yay. Thank you, and Janice. Well, we'll done. We'll be in touch with you we'll be in, to sort yeah. out how, how you can claim your wonderful prize. We will
1: leave it a few days, Janice, because you might want to hear that for yourself. Um but Yeah, we if, don't want, want to if, spoil if, it. If you if you hear this straight away and you want to contact us, do, but if not we'll we'll contact you next week to sort out getting your prize to you. Well no, you don't need to get your prize to you because it is delivered by the medium of digital entertainment. We'll sign yeah, you we up need, for it yeah, you we need, we need your details and we'll talk about how it all gets going.
0: But Anyway, yes, we just... Sally Carmen. thank you very much. Oh, thank that you very was much, Lovely, lovely Sally, he
1: has been so awesome on Coronation Street oh, this week. Oh, we're
0: so lucky.
1: I I only just kind of thought this morning. <laughs> I was having my breakfast this morning and I thought, I, I wonder whether Sally would like to introduce us because it's just so hilarious that Abby is the name for her character and our cat. <laughs> and she said yes. So yeah. thank and you and She very also much. thought, very thought it was hilarious. I'm sure she did, I'm sure she did. Right, um... I think we need to get on with doing a quiz. Yes. Ninth anniversary
0: podcast quiz. Yes. Will Is there you... anything
1: nine themed in this?
0: Oh, that would have been good.
1: Maybe what you should do if I get a question wrong, you can be German, Gemma, and say nine. nine. Okay. Yeah, I want some yas and some nines. Please. Well,
0: are you Are you being, what's the word, influenced by the fact that I didn't go sit, to see six on Sunday, the musical about um, Henry VIII's six I'm wives? Not, I've not
1: even thought about that.
0: And there's a very hilarious, my favorite song was um, The House of Holborn. Holbein. Oh, whatever. <laughs>
1: oh, okay, let's get going with this ear quiz then.
0: Sixteenth to twentieth of August, and years ending in a one and a six, and I got the information for this quiz from CoronationStreet.Fandom.com. Which is? Coropedia. Yes, of course. Sixteenth of August, nineteen seventy-one. Who does Janet Reid have an affair with?
1: Ah, oh, 1970- um Who did she have an affair with? I'm gonna say. No, oh, mm. It was somebody related to Elsie, wasn't it? Somebody like. I may Maybe. Len. I'm going to say Len. No. no, it
0: was Alan Howard. Oh, man. It couldn't get more related. No. 17th of August, 1966.
1: No, you
0: should have just said nine. Nine. Thank you. <sighs> Sorry, I was I'm worried about. These- if I get I these wrong, get it wrong, it's
1: because I want to keep the nine theming of our ninth anniversary episode, obviously.
0: 17th of August, 1966. Which two prominent Weatherfield residents both stand for local council? What was the year?
1: 1966. This is hard this week. Um, Nine. I'm going to say local council. Len, no, yes, Len Fairclough and Annie Walker. Correct. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 18th of August, 1976, Ernest, Emily and Rita all fall out over Ernie photographing who?
1: Um, <laughs> I know that there were a number of people that you found out that he um, this this wasn't when he photographed no, you're
0: not allowed
1: to this wasn't when he photographed strippers on a Spanish beach I don't think Um, it probably was some kind of sexy lady was that a sexy lady
0: you're not allowed to pose the answer in the form of a question number one and number two a sexy lady could like involve I don't know Good Okay, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to
1: say, an exotic dancer or a stripper or something.
0: Yes. Yeah. 18th of August 1986. What baby news does Gail horrify Ivy with? What
1: was the date? 1986.
0: Are you going to listen to the question? Yes. Yes, it was.
1: Um, That was that she was pregnant and the baby. Was maybe not Brian's, but Ian Latimer's.
0: Yes. Yeah. 19th of August, no, uh, 2016. Why was Steve MacDonald especially surprised to hear from Michelle that she is pregnant?
1: Uh, because he'd also just found out that Leanne was pregnant.
0: Correct. Yeah. 19th of August, 2001. When Gail has Richard, Martin, Sally, Sarah and David over for Sunday lunch, why does Sally feel awkward?
1: Two thousand and one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because she's been having it off with Martin Platt.
0: Yes. Yeah. Gail's there. Yes. Same episode. Where does Eileen decide she wants to have the party for the staff of street cars?
1: That's really hard. No, it isn't. The Rovers.
0: Wrong. Literally just watched this yesterday. Nine. see casino. Yeah, we got it. Casino. I'm not even counting how many you got now. Maybe maybe six. Oh no, we're not tallying. Oh no. No 20th of August 2001. Where I'm sorry, do Jack got nine. Can you shut up? 20th of August 2001. Where do Jack and Vera celebrate their 44th wedding anniversary and In the allotment. To
1: food? The allotment with fish and chips. We literally watched that episode last night. Yes,
0: and the one that we just talked about was the one that you read to me. Okay. the Synopsis of and you get really cross when I can't remember all right, all right. or follow what you're saying, <laughs> but you don't listen to yourself obviously. Final question. What does Curly believe he is suffering from? When, the same
1: day. Oh, that thing I cut. Uh, Kuv, uh, is it cavettes or something? It was when he thought when he was experiencing Emma Taylor, Emma Watson's wife's pregnancy symptoms.
0: Sympathetic pregnancy. Yeah, yeah. Well done. He didn't call this
1: thing out, did he? Seven didn't or it? eight. Nine. out of nine. I thought <laughs> like that was pretty good. Sick.
0: Is that of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine,
1: ten? Huh. Okay, yeah, seven, oh, eight, well. 10. Oh wow, really pretty good, pretty How good. How
0: can I be trusted to do anything by myself?
1: Birthdays. Who has got birthday coming up this week?
0: <sighs> Birthdays. Happy birthday to twenty third of August. Ian Bartholomew played Ooh. Jeff Metcalf, and Joanne Froggatt who played Zoe Tattersall. Oh, Joe Froggatt's got the same birthday. Twenty fifth of August. Brian Mosley played Alf Roberts, and. Polly Shameret, who is Tracy Barlow the second. Ah,
1: see, Alf has just died on classic Coronation Street, so there's tears he, across the nation.
0: Though he is reborn on yeah. the 25th of August. 26th of August, Gainer Faye, played Judy Mallet. Love her. 27th of August, she- Saran Jones, played also, Cameron We've been seeing Alexander. a bit of
1: her on the DVDs, haven't we?
0: And Vicky Binge, who plays Molly Dobbs. Oh, a great just week. just been speaking to her. It's a great
1: week. And to, today, I think I think it's today, that's Shirley Houston's birthday, who I've also just been speaking to.
0: Well done, everyone, Summer for being birthdays born and best. this
1: month. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I, think I know we... you
0: did, had very little to do with it, but it's congratulations. Good. I, I,
1: I wish the I was born in August, because you're guaranteed to have your birthday off school. That is all.
0: I don't care at
1: all. <laughs> Let's go on and talk about this week, Coronation Street. Okay then, street talk. and. And I, I think Coronation Street must have been listening to me having a bit of a moan last week because I I, I was pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed this week's Coronation Street.
0: And the show is just for you. Yes, yeah, it is. It's just
1: to make me happy. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was good. I thought um, it was building up to something better halfway through the week. I'm going to say that today's episode not quite as strong, but on the whole, enjoyable series of episodes. Well,
0: you tell me what happened. Well,
1: we'll say what storylines, titles there well. are. I was, I was. Um, I was in a bit of a conundrum about storyline titles because there were two very obvious puns to make. So I've just combined them for the Tyrone story because firstly, he, he, he dobbs up uh, Ruby, doesn't he? So that's Tyrone Dobbs, a bit of the story. Then also, Alina kind of proposes to him as well. So Alina pops the question. So just call it Tyrone Dobbs and Alina pops the question is our first storyline title this week. And um, then we've got a bit more of the Daisy's Chain storyline. Um, a lot of bother is what I'm calling the parking storyline because, you know, like parking lot. I know it's American, but never mind. Um, we had a bit more of the bistro buyout. Deep impact is what I'm calling the Abbey thing about a victim impact statement because, yeah, that was that was good. Excellent scene. I think one of the problems I had with Friday's episode, actually, is that some of the better stories from the first two days of the week didn't appear in Fridays, like this one, for example, and then some other bits, like... The, the Kelly and Kelly and Jelly and the Vickers and the Chess story appeared this week and I don't think they necessarily were needed. Well especially especially not the, 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 the Grace and Michael one. I didn't think that was important at all today. But yeah it was, it was still still on the whole of good week. Did you like it this week?
0: Happy with it? We'll find out at
1: the end of the Find out how what thoughts as we go. So I'm gonna start off with the Tyrone Dobbs story um which I thought was fantastically tense in the build up to the no, it's not a trial. I was going to say trial. What did they say it was? A hear- hearing. It was a hearing today. I thought that was fantastic. And um, there were some nice little twists in this uh, storyline this
0: there week. There were. So it's- yeah, I know.
1: So it started off with a bit, Ooh. it was a bit of an arty start to the week, wasn't it? Because it had fizz uh, in our oh, cell. Oh, I
0: didn't like <laughs> it. you could
1: see through the little porthole or whatever you call it. it.
0: Porthole.
1: And she's-, she's looking a bit sad. And then they keep the little porthole and show Tyrone in it. I in, wouldn't in, know in the that 13, you were from the
0: most land lobbyist <laughs> co- county in the country, which is Warwickshire.
1: <laughs> it was a little hatch, wasn't it? And there was Actually, a...
0: you would do, because it's not poor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, a poor um, There was a little sign on the police cell door, wasn't there, that says, make sure you don't leave this open or something. Yeah. And, the, and the police the officer like, just flagrantly walked. open. Don't tell me what to do. Open.
0: I tell you what to do.
1: <laughs> so Tyrone's yeah, back at it home. did
0: like that. It, it felt oh, it was really you. clumsy. It, instead of merging from... One sort of enclosure lit to another, (laughs) excuse me. Um, (laughs) it it kind of
1: watershed
0: (laughs) it went from like, you know, the obscured vision and then it kind of faded into the full yeah, thing like I it. Think... It, should have, it should have, like, spied upon him through to, like, a ketchup in a HP sauce bottle or I something. I know, I, I agree. I thought, I thought it was okay. It was but okay. It looked like
1: it was going to be better. but anyway, was we can didn't work. We can't no, everything just criticise the directorial choices otherwise we'll be here all day. So, Tyrone, no, no, no. I mean, if (laughs) criticises and say the good things and the bad things, I'm not saying that the directorial choice is bad at all. (laughs) It's bad enough just talking about the plot.
0: Like you were saying.
1: I apologise to any directors that may be listening to this. Excellent job. Um, Tyrone's having a bit of a mope and Evelyn says look you need to get Hope seen to she needs some proper therapy with a mum by her side so get yourself sorted like basically yeah and get,
0: and get Fizz out of prison
1: yeah e- Evelyn all week this week fantastic as always as always so, She doesn't even need saying. but Flawless. um, You can only
0: imagine such an existence. So
1: good at being able to stick on both sides. She hasn't made an enemy of Tyrone or Fizz, has she? No. She hasn't chosen a side. It's brilliant. Really, anyway. So um, Fizz is in the police station later with with Abney, with Fringe McBangs, saying that she's... Because she's the one that she's confessed to... um, Arson. To arson about in, in Alina's flat, hasn't she? So she says, Oh, yeah, I took the keys. I knew that I wanted to do something in the flat, but I didn't know what exactly. It was just like a spare of the moment thing. So she's trying to say she I did wanted. it. She didn't really mean to do anything. Abney is not convinced by this. And Fizz is like, No, honestly, I was I was just really angry and I only meant to set fire to the cot. She's basically taking Hope's <laughs> exact story and just. What I was going to do as if it was her.
0: is put hot sauce in their ketchup. Oh. But when I got there, all I had was a, a box of matches and some nail varnish remover.
1: <laughs> so I didn't prepare. So Abney wants a break, and then uh, and and so during that, Fizz calls up Tyrone. Um, he doesn't like all this lying. Tyrone, he he's being a bit more on the the moral side, isn't he? Fizz, I still think is making a few poor choices this week, and Tyrone just wants to do things right. While well, it was a little bit late. For that to be honest
0: well exactly kept
1: it in his trousers he's the one but... that's
0: caused all the problems and now he's like let's just play it yeah, down the
1: line about it um so the, the girls think that she's at Silla's, by the way um he wants to talk about this whole situation properly and about how they can get you know hopes um some help and everything but Fiz not a smart thing to do to.
0: on the um on the tele telephone from prison. No,
1: no, no. Which is monitored. <laughs> um, it's only, it's only police prison. She's she's um he she wants to um she just wants to, to tell him to keep make sure that he keeps Alina under control, make sure Alina doesn't stride off to the police station and say no it was Hope. Um Oh no but, sorry, so no at this point I'm wrong. Hope um Alina doesn't realise that Hope was the arsonist, does she? She seems under the impression no, gosh, yes, she did. I'm forgetting what's happening at the moment. She, No, she does know that it was Hope, and she is under the impression that Hope is the one that's banged up because Tyrone talks about someone in, in, at the police station, doesn't he? Um, but then she sees Evelyn taking Ruby and Hope out for a walk, and she's like, Who, who's, wh- what's Tyrone well, who's talking about? Like? Who's, who's in jail then? Somebody, somebody is. So she takes um, Tyrone back to the flat, and he tries to explain... That yeah, well, Hope's just a child. Um, she she shouldn't be go having to go through all this and everything. And she's like, This child could have killed me. Um, and she knows that he wants to get her to keep quiet, basically. Um Meanwhile at the police station, um a cop comes into the sound and tells Fears look, some there's some new information that's come to light. Um you'll just have to wait until Abney is ready to tell you what's happening. So if like what's going on here, then and it turns out, and this is my first great twist of the week, that Tyrone was in the police station having a dob, and and the way that they um they framed that was good. They sort of had Abney repeating back, I think what whoever it was that said, and the camera was wasn't we didn't know who it was, and it kind of slowly pans over to Tyrone. And I was watching that going, oh, oh, I think it's Tyrone, and it was. So, I don't
0: know if it's excellent. A- it's fairly obvious from context, but dob or dobbing in is slang.
1: For telling on someone.
0: For informing on somebody.
1: Yes, exactly. It's also what Jan has a speciality, isn't it? He's a dobber. Mm. Um, so he says that um, Hope didn't know what she was doing. She was just a little girl, but yeah, it was her. It wasn't Fizz. She didn't do it on purpose. Fizz is a good mum. She'd say anything to protect our daughter. And he gets out the evidence. He gets out the dinosaur, the nail varnish remover that Hope used and sort of explains everything that happened. Um, he still doesn't admit at that point and and this didn't come up again later in the week that you know to the authorities that Hope is a massive pyro he was like acting like this is the first time this has ever happened
0: I don't know what happened she set fire to some things and I wouldn't say that she makes a habit of it
1: and he's like oh she'll never do it again but I mean, we all know that she probably will. that's not necessarily true. Depends on they want to get the ratings up again, I suppose. Abney tells Fizz later on what she's learned, though she doesn't say who it is that that's that's told her. So Fizz now thinks that Alina's come in and and um and and Hope in mm-hmm. um uh, and and we find out as well that because Hope is ten, she's now at the age of criminal responsibility. Yes,
0: and no, this was really interesting. I looked this up because I was I was thinking. That does seem quite young, but 10 is in fact the age of criminal responsibility and in England and Wales, but it's different in Scotland, so I was like, okay, Scotland always seems a lot more liberal than the rest of the UK, so probably their age of criminal responsibility is like 14 or something. No, it's eight. Really? Apparently, they're a bunch of crims up there, and they've got to keep them in control. <laughs> yeah,
1: from a young age. Mm. Yeah, no, I I didn't realise. I don't think I, I can't remember what he said on the podcast about it in the past. But um,
0: there's there's I, two levels. There's the age of criminal responsibility, which is ten, and then I can't remember what the other. There's another sort of step up from that, which I think yeah. is twelve, where you're like, Whoa.
1: So it kind of makes sense now. that they brought this this aspect of Hope's personality to the forefront again, because I think before I was like, oh, here we go, it's just setting fire to something again. But the um. The stakes were definitely raised at this point. Yes. And I, th- I don't think it's wrong. I mean, I, I, okay. I know ten year, th- th- that's the age of criminal responsibility. Well,
0: you know, a few... I think 10-year-olds
1: do know what they're doing.
0: Well, we had it a couple of weeks ago when I said, I'm pretty sure that a 10-year-old knows that something is bad. I think there's a few there's people, some 10-year-olds
1: that don't, but there's enough 10-year-olds that absolutely... Um,
0: well, there's a few people that uh, d- disagreed uh, and said that she wouldn't have really actions. understood the the full ramifications, but you know I I understand that as well because you know we talk we t- we talk about we're talking about children here, but actually teenagers and young people up to the age of twenty five I think your brain's not fully developed yet. No. Um, I don't know how much that really should be taken into consideration <laughs> when you try to set fire to someone.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it could have been worse if, if a ten year old could. Do a, a lot more serious. At the end harm, of the day, so... it's
0: it's sort of irrelevant to this because she did not know that Alina was there. No. Now, if she knew Alina was there, this would be a slightly more interesting and nuanced discussion. But this seems to be an accident.
1: Just a bit of fire, and it start, really
0: yeah. it, it doesn't really matter whether she can conceptualise of an unborn child, and whether that's murder or not. It you know that that's a lot of a, a much deeper conversation mm, which mm. luckily was spared because she didn't know that anyone was in the house no
1: good so F- fizz ends up getting let off with a caution from this as well because she <laughs> confessing to this crime oh
0: here, yes we had a comment on that about this on our facebook page because she's actually on parole
1: yeah after everything that happened with the gun a couple of christmases ago when fizz had the secret gun in the um
0: well didn't she not realize that she couldn't
1: furnish the shop
0: yeah it's something to do you're not allowed to sell a gun
1: it's something. I yeah, can't I, I can't remember exactly Gary what it was. In it, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And she, she was two years suspended sentence. So I think that probably the the, the, the police should have.
0: They're like, oh, it's a different. Treat her a bit
1: harsher it's than that. Crime. But anyway, she's she's let off with the caution, um, and they're going to need to talk to Hope tomorrow. Tyrone oh. comes into the police station and finds her. At this point, she's convinced it's Alina, He's who was the one that dogged uh, Hope in, and Tyrone says, no, it was me. So they have a big old argument. Oh, she says, um, She says, oh, it's the ultimate betrayal, Tyrone. I don't want, don't want you near me or the kids ever again. She's I certainly tell, singing a different tune by the end of the week, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so um, he goes back home, tells Alina, and she's like, oh, Hope, do you need help? She still blames her for this baby's death.
0: Oh what says, this baby or particular baby.
1: This just this, this specifically her this unborn child. This baby that was growing in her tum tum and she says oh maybe I hope he's beyond saving. She needs to he needs to stop defending this little girl and Tyrone's like I I can't help it, she's she's kind of my daughter and I'm stuck between two families. Oh it's so hard. Well. Oh
0: this trouble I've made Tyrone, for
1: myself. Yeah exactly. No, so, no so sympathy awkward. to you there. Not really, no. So he goes round, um, <laughs> round number nine and the arguments start again. Evelyn says, look, you two, you need to be a united front here. Hope is going to the police station on Wednesday <laughs> to be interviewed. You two need to be united by her side, not bickering. So sort it out. I'm going to go upstairs. Hope's going to come down and you're going to tell her what's what about Wednesday. So then we have this great little scene where she's there looking all looking all sorry for herself on the sofa of Hope and... um. There's like, right, you're going you're gonna to be asked some questions by the police officer. You need to say that you're really, really sorry. And Hope doesn't get it. She's like, oh, Alina's fine. do not matter about the cot now anywhere, There's no baby to put in it. And, and they're, they're like, like you're not, oh
0: my God, that. what a monster.
1: <laughs> look, you've got to show some kind of remorse here. And she, she kind of goes, sorry. And they're like, good. She's like,
0: not sorry.
1: And then runs off. I thought that was great. <laughs> so I was very excited to find out on Wednesday exactly what it was she would say. And I think on, on Wednesday definitely on friday she said the right thing pretty much i was i was waiting for on friday on at court for her to say anything that would add a, a little bit of doubt that she would get off to it but wednesday's wednesday pers- was
0: more exciting wednesday was definitely
1: definitely more exciting ty slept on the sofa at number nine um no sorry no he's not at number nine he, he's at alina's flat still um on Wednesday morning but he has to rush off because he's got to get Hope to this police interview. He says thank you very much Alina for letting me stay. Hope doesn't want to go to the police station and Fizz is trying to reassure her saying that you just need to tell the truth it's going to be okay. Um, What I hadn't clocked beforehand is that Tyrone and Fizz wouldn't be allowed in the interview because they're a little bit too involved in this case so she has to go in there with Evelyn being the responsible adult and um, Evelyn's wanting to talk at parts during it. She wants, she's like wanting to interject, but she's
0: also trying to cut it short and make it so that Hope doesn't get herself in too much trouble, which is a very understandable Mm. instinct.
1: So Abney starts his interview and, as as does everybody to Hope in this programme, they're massively babying her, but I think at the end of the day, probably the way that she, she treated her was the right way. She's like, do you know the difference between right and wrong? Do you know what a good thing is and a bad thing? And do you know the difference between truth and lies? And uh, he... Yeah, that that probably is the right way of going about it. There is
0: actually no such thing as objective truth. We all live in a reality of our own making. Do you have another question?
1: When she's asked whether the fire, setting fire to the the cot was the right thing or not, I kind of hope shrugs and says, Alina doesn't need the cot anyway.
0: Again, um, she's really down on this cot.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, meanwhile fizz is like outside she's pacing the floor in the waiting room she's worrying what's going on to hope and tyra says it's fine they won't charge her he's in he's in complete denial about (laughs) this and
0: she's
1: (laughs) over worrying we had this discussion
0: about our house move earlier today and about how i am a pessimist and you're an optimist but in this situation you seem to be thinking that the pessimistic route is the correct one whereas in our Everyday life, you are more of the optimist. So explain <laughs> this dichotomy to me, Michael. I can't, I
1: can't. Huh? Very <laughs> fickle. Um, so, meanwhile, Alina is uh, getting a, a knickers and a twist a bit. She keeps overhearing. There was a lot of um, handily overhearing people gossiping about her on Wednesday for mm. Alina. It's Beth and Sean first in the factory. We're talking about Fizz's situation. And um, taking Hope to the police station and everything. She kind of confronts them and then flounces off a little bit.
0: She doesn't own everybody else. And their opinions and discussion, like it's not down to her who's allowed to talk about what. I don't know who she thinks she is.
1: She didn't ask for any of this. She just fell in love with Tyrone, and now she's in the middle. What were of... they
0: saying that was wrong? Nothing. Nothing
1: really. She just doesn't like her private life being discussed. Well, it's not her. You're on the, on the wrong street for that, I'm afraid, it's, Alina. I'm
0: afraid for her. She's involved herself in someone else's life.
1: Yeah, exactly. that's the case of the exactly, matter. Exactly. Um, so. Um, we we go um, we go back to um, the police station again and hopes talking about how the fire started, how she used the nail varnish remover and everything. And Abney's like going, "Oh yeah, fires, they're great, aren't they? They're really exciting." Just
0: encouraging her now. I know she is. She is. This is the villain's origin story.
1: <laughs> and um, so Hope says this divinely. This she says the, the right point. thing, which is, I didn't know Alina was there, and if she, if I did. I wouldn't have done it. I never meant to hurt anyone, and Evelyn is like gives a an impressed, sort of satisfied nod at that. Finally Alina's uh, hope said the right thing. So Fizz and Tyrone are then told that the interview's over. Um Hope is gonna be charged because she has admitted to Doing committing it. this criminal act. But it could either be it's gonna be arson, but it could be like with intent to to harm or or, or not. Just plain old, harmless arson. And if she gets the worst that could happen is that she could go to trial gets, if she if and the gets, judge
0: decides that it was with intent
1: yeah she could get
0: and then she gets found guilty at trial
1: yeah she could she could be sent to No Kitty prison for eight to twelve years
0: <laughs> that's more that's that sounds, like that about sounds, as long as she's been alive that's ridiculous, I
1: know it's this Yeah, it's bang in the middle, isn't it it's like heart yeah same with life again that's crazy
0: that's literally yeah, that's like a life sentence I didn't, didn't realize
1: it tried. could be that bad, but Well,
0: you can't have children running around setting fire people. people. No,
1: no. So um, Fizz and Tyrone go back home. They're kind of trying to discuss what they're going to say to Hope, how they're going to support her and everything. But it's fine in the end, fine-ish, because Fizz soon finds out that she is being charged with reckless arson, which is the good one, as Tyrone puts it. Um, they believe that Hope didn't mean to hurt anybody. Fizz is completely drained by this. What a mess. Tyrone says, look, let me I'll go and get a chippy tea or whatever. I'm going to stay on the chippy sofa tea. tonight. Hope's the priority now and Fizz smiles and, and it's definitely feeling that Tyrone and Fizz are getting closer.
0: I told you. Emotionally
1: and physically.
0: It's speed all over again. So
1: going on. So, um, in the Rovers later, Alina has another instance of overhearing people gossiping about her. She's, Hacked off about this.
0: Who
1: does I can't remember who Alina. it was in there over Alina, yeah. Chatting Ugh. about her again.
0: Oh, she starts
1: getting drunk. She yeah, she is. She's she's up with the situation. Um, meanwhile Fizz and Tyrone are having a great time. They come back from the chip shop, she's um
0: Laughing taking a mick out of
1: him about his vinegary winkles <laughs> 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 and they they both agree that they're on Team Hope. Um, and Alina comes out of the pub looking a bit sad and a little bit drunk. Little bit drunk. and um, very it, drunk. Yeah, Tyrone says that let, let me see you home and she's like, I don't need your help. Fizz says no, you you go after her, it's fine. So um Fizz is at home with Evelyn later on to tell her what's happened and Evelyn's like, Oh, it's sounding pretty good between you and Tyrone. You are you getting back together again? And Fizz is like, No, but you know, well maybe if he if he wants to stay over on the sofa here, maybe we no. he could give this co-parenting a try. So she's definitely yeah, she's definitely entertaining the possibility of a reunion with Tyrone at this point. Then um, she has a nice little scene with with Hope who's like worried about going to prison and Fizz says, oh no, you're not going to prison but you might have to go to a special home for a while. Um, but they're going to do everything that they can to stop that happening. To be honest, they didn't really have to do much, did they?
0: No, just went to they, a They, they a went and meeting. sat at
1: the back and, and reassured her that it's all going to be OK. Meanwhile, um, Alina is back at home. She's on the sofa laid out, a little bit loose-lipped after having a bit too much of the sauce. And um, he, Tyrone's trying to talk to her, uh, but she's not interested. She says, look, go go home to your Fizan cheeps. <laughs> he says, look, like, I didn't... Yummy,
0: yummy, yummy.
1: Did, didn't mean to hurt you. I'm not back with fizz. Don't worry about it. Everything that we're doing is for the girls. Um, and she says, look, she she gets upset. She thought that, that this was going to be like a, a happy ever after for them. And, and that that's a bit of a tie a callback, I think, to her being... Um, Elsa wasn't it because it was there's been a lot of fairy tale talk around this affair and she's just been a bit naive about happy endings when you when you come between this this family so um he he's she he's like oh no none of it was real and he's like no it was it was I was in love with you I'm I'm still in love with you but we're over aren't we and Alina's like oh I don't really know and in and Tyrone's bit sort of starts opening up about how he's worried about tomorrow. We can't imagine Hope being at one of these kids' homes. Um, I thought we were gonna so sad. I thought we were gonna be together forever as well. I Thought you were my future. I wanted to marry you. I wanted to get a house, get a dog. And she's like, "What are you?" She kind she's of like, th-
0: "What a dog."
1: She no, she thinks that she's being proposed to and accepts. And he seems quite chuffed with this. He's a little bit blindsided for a while, but then realizes, "Oh." This could be quite good, actually. Well,
0: yeah, she's like, oh, you want to marry me? In that case, I accept. And mm. he's like, oh, crap. OK.
1: <laughs> well, I don't I don't even think there was any of that. It was literally, a, OK. Th- th- this, that sounds This could good be to quite me. good, yeah. So Friday, um, we're, we're, we're getting ready for the trial. Everybody's fretting about it. Uh, apart from Evelyn. Well, Evelyn probably is fretting inside, but she's, she's having to do her best to calm everybody down. Um, she notices that Tyrone didn't stay there on the sofa last night. And... Um, Piz says, Oh it doesn't matter, but you can tell that she's she's feeling a bit sad about the, the the fact that Tyrone went back home to Alina. Although he did sleep on the sofa there, um and, and Alina says this is this is no way to start our engagement. And Tyrone's like, Huh. He 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 doesn't it, it feels like she's start trying to start a conversation about oh isn't it exciting we got engaged yesterday and he kind of ignores it and just hurries out to to go to her number nine again.
0: Um, oh, I feel sorry for everyone in this situation, but I'm sorry, Tyrone, least of all.
1: <laughs> so he uh, he goes round to number nine and the ner- nerves are getting to him too at this point as well. He and, he and Fizz and Evelyn are making themselves look nice for the trial. And oh yeah, Th- Ty- the judge
0: is also scoring everybody out of ten for uh, effort.
1: <laughs> Ty-, Ty, for some reason, decides that this is the perfect opportunity to reveal that he and Alina are engaged.
0: No, because he said, look, I can't lie, I said i would stop lying and so here's what the score is which I actually respected the the character for because soaps are full of people going, no more lies but I'm not going to reveal the thing I'm keeping from you. I'm glad
1: that he explained it and told her the truth but I don't think that just before the trial when she's already you know, anxious. at her wits end yeah, is exactly the, the right time. time because they get to the court they're still having a, a go at each other they're still bickering and she should have... They've agreed that they're going to stand behind um, Hope, but they're not there for Hope at that moment, are they? They're there having a go at each other, or Fizz having a go at him. Um, so anyway, the the, the woman—I don't know who this other woman was. The other the I long, couldn't
0: work out. She, she was a social, a social worker, worker, worker,
1: another police or, officer, or something. I or don't know. a
0: like court liaison, or is she their lawyer?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. Anyway, she comes in and explains what's going to happen and tries to reassure Fizz and Tyrone. Um meanwhile, She's Alina, like,
0: don't worry, the judge is biased.
1: <laughs> meanwhile, Alina is telling Emma about the engagement um, and, and oh yeah, I'll do my best to look after Hope even though she tried to kill me, Um if that's what Tyrone yeah, wants. Emma's
0: like, if you get married to Tyrone, this pyromaniac that killed your baby will be your stepdaughter. Yeah. And he's like, don't worry, that's the beginning of all the best stories from Romania.
1: <laughs> um... And then we get to the court and it's kind of all over, isn't it? the, yeah, the judge is said, like... Oh, well, yeah, you can go home, I suppose, if you I want. Just,
0: I Like, this was... There was a lot of the emphasis put on the fact that because they were united, even though they had broken up, that this represented some kind of important stability for hope and therefore is, is better.
2: Yeah.
0: I couldn't help but think... I don't understand where they're coming from here... But it really felt a bit misguided, considering the amount of families, especially even Tyrone, who have been sort of split asunder because of domestic abuse or violence like so so say this was Tyrone and Kirsty, if they weren't together at a court case to sort of say whether Ruby should be allowed to um send to prison or not, and he didn't come because um the, like, emotionally and physically abused him, mm. that would actually have counted against them in this judgement. That just seems a bit... I understand where they're coming from, but it seems like a quite antiqu- antiquated, antiquated yeah. um, idea of what a, what a family unit should be like, because surely it's better to be separated from an abusive parent mm. than it is for them both to turn up at... Together,
1: I think the, the, the judge just said it for the drama. Really, she's like, "Well, what's important now, family, is that you stay together. I know, and but you support it felt this like girl. it
0: was for the drama, yes. But it did feel like the wrong message, and I would not be surprised if this was not how family courts operate. Because I, you know, I also think that this is a very widespread held opinion. But mm. it just kind of jived with what we had learned already from." Various stories about abusive relationships in the show made yeah, feel yeah, a bit weird yeah. to watch it. Yeah,
1: so they go home I'm, and I'm feel
0: and feel sorry for people who are in situations where they get their children taken away from them because they've done the right thing by separating from an abusive spouse. Mm,
1: mm. I don't know. They go home. Um, they're, they're telling hope they about the care, therapist coming round. She she's very unfazed by the whole thing, really. Tyrone has to go back to Alina, so Fizz is kind of left fretting away on her own, really. Um, But when Tyrone gets home, Alina's all kind of doled up. She wants to have a celebratory takeaway celebration for the engagement, that is. And he gets
0: confused because he thinks, yeah, he thinks, oh, he's like, oh, there's no point celebrating yet because blah, blah, blah. She's like, no, I mean, for our engagement, silly. Mm. I don't care about hope. She's not really my stepdaughter until we get married, so I don't care.
1: Then we have the and whole... And then
0: she... T- no, this was the most... This was the most awful part of the whole week. What? When she says, shall we get sushi? And he's like, no, that's raw fish. I was like, wrong. That's not raw fish. That's <laughs> the seasoned rice that goes with raw fish. And then she said, oh, how about Italian? You'll like that. And I'm like, wrong. Italian is not suitable for takeaway unless you're talking about pizza, in which can say pizza. Who wants old soggy pasta in a takeaway dish. What <laughs> takeaway Italian is there? It baffled me. How useless are you that you need to order pasta in? Pasta's like the bottom of the barrel, can't be bothered to cook anything. It's a bit, isn't Chuck it? Chuck something out of a jar in in some penne and there you goes pasta. What are you going to pay 8 pound for per, per packet for that? <laughs> To be delivered cold.
1: I hadn't really thought about that, but... This
0: incensed me. Completely
1: agree, yeah, I've been thinking surprised. about
0: this since it was on. That's like an hour I've been thinking about this. Going, that's wrong, that's just wrong. I don't care what you say about arsonists and children killing babies. Don't <laughs> get. Don't say Italian is a takeaway.
1: Okay. I'll, move. I'll be sure not to. Chesney comes around and we have this whole bit about that he can't. He, he and Gemma have agreed that they can't look after Hope anymore.
0: No, they said they didn't want Hope around the children.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then he goes and tells Tyrone this, which makes Tyrone go back to Fizz, and they and they because um, he's gone to the shop to go and get some prosecco or something, hasn't he? For for him and, and do Alina. You mean
0: prosecco or something. Prosecco. Yes.
1: Um, so <laughs> yeah, so he's back at he's back at uh, number nine now, and uh, and he's told. Fizz about what Chess said to him and Fizz is very on the edge and she's like, she's like saying, Look, I just I just need things to go back to the way they were. i I'm trying my best, I've been vigilant around Hope. Um
0: Well yeah, she But
1: literally, she if, if she, literally but then she blames Tyrone, doesn't she? She says yeah. At the end of the day, if you went off, you know, chasing after this bit of skirt, who can blame Hope for what she's done? Um Not me. And Tyrone rather than arguing back, he's like, Yeah, it was my fault, wasn't it? He has a he has a bit of a cry, doesn't he? On the oh, on the wow, sofa. Wow, I wrecked everybody's wow. lives. Uh, but then they kind of start chatting on the sofa and he goes in for a kiss.
0: Oh, I couldn't believe it.
1: Oh, it's brilliant. Uh, I, so th- she kinda of pulls back fairly quickly. Um, and then they kind of and then sort of talk about oh, isn't there such a mess? But then they start snogging again. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not caught yet. They almost got caught by Evelyn, who came in. And, she says, um, oh,
0: so what are you up to, you, you scoundrels or yeah,
1: something? Yeah, and um, so, so Tyrone hurries off pretty quickly and, and Fizz looks all the flutter about what's been going on. So he comes home to Alina an hour late. She's really annoyed about about where he's been, but um, she kind of says that she understands that today's taken out of him and everything, and she says, oh, I'll go and get some more Prosecco, and, and that's the end of it, really. He looks pretty awkward about what's happened there. So, that is it. Uh, a lot happened this week. George, uh, wanna should we talk about the the hope stuff or the the potential Fizz and Tyrone reunion?
0: No, I want to talk about what's the takeaway because right, she right. wanted. We're gonna sushi.
1: talk. We're not gonna talk about that.
0: That's not a talkable <laughs> boy.
1: So you um, don't
0: you don't deliver sushi in metal because we I'm pretty sure that the metal would, uh, like, interact with the fish in some way and okay, make it okay, taste okay. weird. So it must we- have been pasta. But why were there so many packets? Like Not how interested. Much pasta? Do you really, do you really want? And what do you want? Like I can maybe stretch to understand that lasagna might be something you could put into a takeaway container and sell, maybe. But who's ordering spaghetti bolognese from a takeaway?
1: Is that enough? You got it
0: out of you. Got no, it I'm your really sister. upset about it.
1: Are you as upset <laughs> about that as you are the fact that Fizz and Tyrone might be getting back well, together? you were
0: happy we, about this. We had
1: very different reactions, didn't you we? Were like, Literally. Yay! Oh, no. And I was I, like, no, I, don't I cheered it. and you no. were like, no.
0: No, because I don't want them to get back together again because Tyrone is a monster. He
1: doesn't deserve to go back together with no. Fizz. But look, if I am not, if I can't have Jenny and Johnny get back together again, then I will absolutely settle for Fizz and Tyrone because I think well, they he, no. he needs to Why go. Why does he get
0: away with. No, this annoys me. This man has gone and he ruined one woman's life and then he's now he's ruining another woman's life and he gets away with it scot-free and all that happens was he has a few little crocodile tears about how it's all his fault that hope's an arsonist and then because fizz is socialized as a woman and has to feel sorry and and kind of baby him and take his burden his emotional burden away from him now he's absolved of all of his sins And he's allowed to just come back into the family because he was so sad and sorry about what he did. Well, don't do it in the first place. How about that? She just, she never stopped loving him. I don't care. She should just say, no, you're a dirty dog. You deserve what you've got. If you don't like Alina, tell her as well. This is what I don't like. I definitely don't. He's hedging his bets.
1: I definitely don't think... He's
0: not going to go back to Alina and say... He hasn't, has he? He's not going to go back to Alina and go, oh, yeah, we're we're over. He's like, okay, yeah, we are going to get married. What are you doing? You is can't this,
1: have is, both. Is next week... Are we going to have next week um, Fizz and Tyrone kind of secretly... <laughs> it's like having an affair with the person with... Yeah, that you were with to start with. Are we going to have that? Or is, well, let's is... just be
0: frank. Let's just be honest and fair, fair to a certain extent to Tyrone and Alina because they never cheated together did they he Mm. broke up yeah he did he did They kissed once and then he said okay this is this I'm I'm not going to do this to Fizz I'm going to split up with her and and move on with you because I have feelings that are too intense
1: Mm.
0: how can you be so wrong
1: I feel I feel bad for Alina if you know if this happens and I and I wasn't sure before this week completely whether Fizz and Tyrone would end up together now now I've seen this happen I am fairly certain that they're going to be having a happy Christmas at number nine this year, the, the four of them, and I do kind of feel Alina that she's caught up in this, and it's going to be very awkward for her to stay around the street if that's what she does. Cameron, they're going to be back no, together again, and if I was Fizz's friend, I would be telling her, "Don't go don't back. Don't with do him. it. Don't go he's back." He's so with him, emotionally
0: but... immature that he can't even decide. I'm sorry, it's immature. If you if you your head gets turned to the extent that you're willing to leave your the person that you basically wanted to marry and spend the rest of your life with for another woman, it, in the course of what was it a week? Be generous, a month, <laughs> and then you change your mind back again. And this isn't even six six months worth of.
1: He's been he's been unsure about that. He's been made the right decision about Alina for a while, though. Hasn't well, don't he? We've do We've seen it the then. signs. We've seen that he, you know, he gets a bit embarrassed about, you know, all her, you know, uh, the the the. the the car picture and the and the slogans on the wall and everything. The, the writing's been on the wall women. for them already. It's unfair
0: to both women.
1: Um,
0: and it's typical. I...
1: It's... it's I just think... I, I don't know. I can't say any more than it's nice that they're a nice family, but I... It's It's following a what's, similar trajectory fizz, to um, Sally and Kevin as well, yeah, actually, isn't it? Yeah, what's to him from doing this again? Yeah. Nothing. Between nothing. Once
0: He's
1: Kevin... He's got no loyalty once at Once Kevin had had his head turned by Natalie, um, he eventually... It was before the end of the year, that year, that he was back with Sally again, wasn't he? But what things happened? were never the same again, and they were on and off and on and off before finally splitting up, but then they got married again a few years later, no. so... I I can't say that just because they're going to get back together now, assume that, no, that they're going to be No, what happened to all this forever, rubbish
0: but... about, oh, she's abusing me, she's so mean, she nags me all the time. And all these people who were, oh, anti-Fizz. Fizz is so horrible. She's always belittling him and, and laughing at him for all of his faults that he has a large amount of, including being a disloyal asshole and toe rag. <laughs> Where are they? Where are they? What do they think of this?
1: Yeah, he he totally is, but
0: all the things that he did to um he's doing it to Alina now. This is what I say. If somebody's going to cheat with you on their current partner, they're going to cheat on you with someone else.
1: I thought it was quite interesting how Fitchle. um the the wedding thing because that this all started when he wasn't really into Fizz Organising that secret Greek wedding for them was Is he? Is he just
0: scared of commitment?
1: But he's but he agreed to commit to Alina pretty quickly.
0: If Fizz turns around and says, "Oh, good, okay, so I'll book that Greek wedding then," shall I? He'll run back to Alina and say, "What should we do? Go to Romania?"
1: I don't think he will. I think... I've
0: got no respect for this at all.
1: <laughs> um, I suppose we should have seen the fist, the fist, the kiss coming, shouldn't we? Because there's been an awful. There's been an awful lot of what of, of closeness between Fizz and Tyrone all week. The the social distancing is not there. We noticed this on Wednesday's episode at the police station when they were standing extremely close to each other. They even had a bit of a holy hand scene on Wednesday. And um, it feels... I, I don't know. I don't know whether it was just for this story or whether Corrie... It's gradually starting to come out of lockdown again, which which would be good because they even like Sally and Aggie were quite close to each other on the on the table at the cafe um, together, weren't they? <laughs> they
0: weren't very close to each other when they were running around the table. They weren't during
1: that bit, but which was
0: funny. I thought That, that,
1: was, that funny. was it. It was nice to see, yeah, a bit more, bit more closeness. No wonder whether that will whether that will carry on because I don't even think we've seen Tyrone and Alina that close together actually, have we?
2: <laughs> <laughs> but no,
1: the the snog was was yeah did necessitate a bit of bubbling up or, or whatever it is they're doing, or maybe they're not needing so it anymore, that, I don't know. So
0: was wh- that... Was that the first...
1: Well, we had we had uh, the James and Danny kiss about a month ago, oh, didn't we? Oh, that's
0: right, yeah. OK, yeah. predated it by a whole month.
1: Yeah. But the, the the problem with the Bailey story, I suppose, is because, I mean, we've barely seen James and Danny together since I then, know. but I assume My we will he's see... On a chef
0: course. Oh,
1: yeah, sorry. I assume we will see more of his and Tyrone together now and... Maybe there'll be more of this bubbling to come. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, I I was I was happy with that. You weren't. What What about let Let's go to the the hope side of stuff because that that was very nice and tense. Um, I I did think. Did you do you agree that the the hearing was a little bit anticlimactic compared to how it could have been? I didn't yes, know what to I expect. Did, yeah. I didn't know whether like Elena would turn up and reveal that Hope was. Had actually, you know, got a history of being a massive arsonist. Yeah, or... it didn't seem
0: like they took anything into consideration. Honestly, this is what I was a bit confused about the the whole concept of well, you turned up together, and that's more than most people, so you get let off. Mm. It seemed like the judge was like, actually judging the entire thing on the basis of whether Tyrone and Fizz were there together.
1: Hope didn't or not. say anything that she shouldn't have said. Um, it was yeah, it was just a bit of bit of a letdown, really. I think they could have string it, strung it out for longer. I wasn't really interested in some of the other bits that the story went, like Chesney, Chesney and Gemma and not not looking after Hope. I didn't think the story needed that. Maybe it's going to come into play later on. Well, I was on, also but... expecting
0: a bit more of a philosophical discussion about whether Hope actually did cause the death of Alina's unborn child. And if so, does that count? You know, and Because this is a thing that people can't agree on at all about whether an unborn child should count cuz you know it, mm. in a, in a wrongful death yeah argument because you then you get the people who say well if you're going to allow abortion then you shouldn't allow you know as I, though that makes any sense It felt whatsoever. like the the
1: thrust of it was definitely about whether hope uh, could, uh, it, was meant to hurt Alina it was regardless. It was regardless of the consequences.
0: Or what were her intentions? Yeah, but which... it wasn't
1: to do. Uh, the The courts didn't seem to That's care that I'm Alina saying. was pregnant. That's
0: exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. That didn't come up into it at all, and there was no, there was no like oh, victim impact statement, which could have been really sort of poignant and. Um, uh, yeah, uh didn't have, like, She didn't even get say to... anything. No. Nobody mentioned that it caused a pregnant woman. Well, I mean, because we don't even know whether that was the case,
2: mm. Mm.
0: and I'm still wondering whether they're ever going to have somebody say to Alina, "You know that it wasn't your fault, but it also wasn't Hope's fault," because I think she needs to hear that,
2: because
0: mm. she doesn't. I don't think she's. Although she seems to, <laughs> she seems over it. Now. <laughs> I guess you know a nice, a nice takeaway. Spaghetti carbonara will do that to a woman. (laughs) Don't worry, you can just reheat it in the oven.
1: I think with this whole of the story, we're missing the most important issue, Gemma, which is is, is Moira, who runs the holiday club the same Moira, who we haven't seen on Coronation Street for a year and a half.
0: That is the most burning question, and I don't know the answer. Yeah,
1: because we had we had Hope and Ruby coming back from Holiday Club in their pirate garb, didn't they? And, and Evelyn says the line, like, oh, it's because the kids have got such strong role models. And um, she tells Hope to eat all her broccoli so that she'll have a full beard by tomorrow, which is quite funny. But yeah, they, mean, they mentioned Moira. I don't think it was the same Moira. It's not
0: the same Moira, because if Moira was in charge of Holiday Club... And she did have children dressing up as pirates. I can only imagine that she would send them out to rob people just yeah. like real pirates.
1: Go, go, you go to the, the off point. license, mm-hmm. you go to the corner shop, you go around the back of the rovers, see if you can find new bottles. And out whoever there.
0: gets the most amount of money or value of goods wins the prize, which is a certificate. Yeah,
1: and and then I can just imagine Moira there just supping away getting quietly subtle while the kids were
0: bring me some rum
1: well yeah even when they come back they're just raising merry hell at the community center and she's just like whatever but
0: she's like i love kids and then she drinks
1: (laughs) (laughs) there were two there were two things that reminded me of Moira this week actually there was that one plus there was the whole pollock stuff with debbie and
0: they're
1: just they're just toying with us aren't they i think they are Mm. Anyway, this, this story was pretty good this week.
0: Wow, well, I want everyone to tell me what they thought of Fizz and Tyrone yes, having a at to the, the end. Are we thumbs up or thumbs down? And why? <laughs> Please tell me.
1: Right, let's do the uh, the other uh, uh, relationship story this week then. So, Daisy and Daniel, oh what's going on there?
0: Right, so... We over- we get to know the price of a house. And I lowballed this last week, didn't I? I said it was yeah. really worth about £200,000. Apparently not, because it is in the centre of Manchester and the property is pretty overpriced there, I would say. £400,000 yeah, for, for this house, which is near a deli, apparently, which probably puts 20 grand on there <laughs> so if only we'd known
1: i like sarah's reaction to this she was very jealous of daniel getting this property and she called him spawny which well, we isn't an expression that i what did
2: it was it just something
0: like lucky, jammy and yeah. Lucky, yeah yeah we'd say jammy down here i don't know if they say jammy up north <laughs> but jammy is definitely a word that you'd say well, to sp- lucky. spawn is
1: like a type of jam isn't it it's just frog jam
0: <laughs> oh my god same thing anyway so daisy and daniel and uh sarah all all hear this and adam is the one who's talking to daniel about it as his uncle nephew (laughs) slash lawyer i don't know family member and so daisy tries to talk with adam in the cafe and he has a number immediately and says i'm not interested in talking to you i can see right through you and he says you're just a game player with a boyfriend so she does not like this. So she goes and bones up on Byron so she can quote it at Daniel in the pub. Um, and Ryan comes in and he's like, why have you been Googling Byron on, on our iPad? He obviously thought was excited because he thought they were going out for a burger. Because <laughs> in the UK, Byron is a chain of they burger did, restaurants. They did make
1: that reference, didn't they? Um,
0: Daniel overhears and realises that she's trying to win him over with her literary quotes. Jenny tells Daisy that she needs to treat Ryan better because he's booked them a place at an all-you-can-eat buffet. And Daisy's like, kill me now. And
1: this is where Gemma and uh, Daisy, Daisy differ, did, isn't totally. it? If I give you a point, secret booking at the all-you-can-eat buffet, you'd be... You'd, I'd
0: be there with my plate. I'd be in
1: your good books. I'd get husband points there.
0: I'd be there with my plate and Tupperware in my bag. <laughs> Adam and Daniel are chatting at the booth and Daniel thinks that Daisy is feels sorry for him because he's a single dad and Adam says to Daisy that Daniel has enough heartache for a lifetime. So on Wednesday Adam and Sarah bump into Daniel because he's late for a pre-term meeting because you remember everybody he is a tech trainee teacher.
1: Well I mean I assume he's not a trainee teacher anymore. I assume he's qualified, well... You know, he, he's passed his PGCE. You don't get properly qualified until you've done your a- NQT year, the newly qualified teacher, although I think they're calling it something different next year, which is a year later. But, yeah, he's he's got his job.
0: He's got a job lined up, and he's got to do all this prep, Michael. I
1: don't... I mean, I don't know whether anyone else like me would have liked to have seen anything to do with Daniel's PGCE, but may, maybe I just, yeah, you know, I I want to see some of the characters in Coronation Street going through some of what I've been through and everything and I don't identify with an awful lot of what the characters do but I've had I've done the PGC, and I would quite like to see Daniel going through it it's hard work it is jolly hard work doing your P C G C and your first year of teaching is also massively massively stressful and um but, yeah, he's got himself a job. We, haven't, we didn't have to see him go in for any interviews or anything. I assume he's just waltzed into the English teacher's position at Weatherfield High. We do, I don't even think they said which school he's teaching at. I think we just assume, that as the only school in Weatherfield, that that's where he's going. And as you, it doesn't work like that. It's not as bad as in France. Like, literally, in France, when you get um, your teaching qualification, you can be sent anywhere in the country to teach.
0: Yeah, it's like and you just have
1: to go wherever, like wherever a they soldier yeah. to war. Yeah, so Daniel would have had to have applied to lots of different schools in the area. So I don't know. Maybe, I I think I'm I'm naturally going to be more interested in this than everybody else. I assume he's doing English teaching, although they didn't. I don't think they mentioned that Daisy said that she wanted to be an English teacher, didn't she? But I don't think
0: they, I think they it was only say.
1: implied that Daniel was. And yeah, he's he's gone to this pre-term meeting. Um.
0: Which is a morning's is it, worth of work.
1: Well, he, well no, the meeting isn't the morning's worth of work. The meeting is part of a morning and then he spends the rest of the morning doing prep and maybe it sounds like he's ready for the new term now.
0: It's incredibly unrealistic and unfortunate because Coronation Street is a show about everyday people and their lives and they just don't care about jobs. <laughs> like Jobs just seem like a really awkward thing that they have to work their characters around. And they prefer it if they just own a business. I think that of all the of all the television programs in the world, Coronation Street is probably the one who is championing a universal basic income more than anyone else. Because hmm. then the characters will just get a check and do nothing for it except gossip and have affairs with each yeah. other all day long. Yeah.
1: So i I think I'm probably going to end up being mad about Daniel being a teacher, just in the same way that anybody who's watching gets mad at.
0: Whatever
1: profession. Yeah, somebody on the show doing whatever job they do because probably really doesn't necessarily handle they it well.
0: They, well, they don't care to bother. Make it completely
1: realistic. It's not what
0: the show's about, is it?
1: No, it's, it's from their
0: perspective. Even though, yeah, so
1: I'm sure before long could, we'll see Daniel having his breakfast in the cafe at it ten could to be nine. Or, that if they
0: wanted it to be, but they don't. So thing it's is, they not.
1: they must have made Daniel a teacher for some reason, and we haven't seen at all what that reason is yet. Apart from yes, he needed to get a job, but are there going to be any kind of school related stories? Is he going Ken to
0: Ken had a few, didn't he? Quite oh, yeah, a lot, yeah. actually. Yeah,
1: Ken, Ken did. He had, yeah, it was, we, it was. He had his affair so with Mrs Jeffers. On, he had. Say, Tracy say, for example,
0: look back on Ken's sort of life and his career and his various careers because he was most prominently he was a, um, a teacher and a an editor and journalist mm. and contrast that with Coronation Street now, where unless the unless it's a sort of hospitality job they just don't show it or in the factory no we we
1: saw some scenes of brian being a teacher and, and a head teacher at the at the primary he school Only said that that guy
0: we? he could spew on that guy's lap
1: <laughs> so i think uh, that as things stand at the moment we're not going to see any in-school scenes from daniel because th- they haven't got a school set as far as i know no they used to but... film
0: it at the lo- at local school didn't they all these scenes yeah
1: yeah but um I know, he must have been a teacher for for some reason, there's going to be there's some.
0: There's going to kind... be a great
1: storyline. But I mean, because they're they're doing all this with the teens, aren't they? I'm I'm wondering whether any you know, is Asher or or Amy or, or someone who goes to school going to be in his English class? I guess, but I, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. It's nearly September, so sorry. That's a what what else has happened?
0: Um, so Adam and Sarah offered to look after Bertie, and Daisy's there. And Adam says, um, I tried to warn Daisy off you last night and then she starts following Daniel around and says, I always wanted to be an English teacher, but I never had the courage. And he kind of dismisses her. Then he goes into the pub later and he's got all these teacher training books like teachers teacher training for dummies for Daisy and he says that I'm really sorry I was so dismissive of you. Here you go. And um this is and gives it to Ryan. So Ryan takes the book to Daisy and says, You never told me you want to be a teacher and why are you sharing your your dreams with another bloke? And she's like, "Oh, I can't believe this! I can't believe you that you you didn't listen to me." Or, I can't, you know, she's she's using any any opportunity to twist everything back on Ryan to undermine their relationship, and says, "I need time to think about this," and walks off. Um, Adam and Sarah have taken Bertie to the. Um, bistro to have a meal, and they gave him <laughs> something with a battery in it. And the next minute, they look, the battery's gone.
1: Yeah, has And they don't know, teddy don't know
0: where it's gone. And Daniel immediately thinks he's eaten it. And they they sort of rush outside to get to to the hospital. And Daisy's there, and she says, "Oh, I I'll I'll help you because I've done a children's first aid course." And Daniel's like, "Get out of the way, skank!" step skank. <laughs> I've got to sort my son out and I don't need your help. They come back from the hospital and it turns out he's fine but they don't know where this battery went and uh, Daniel's talking... But that's still
1: the biggest mystery of the week. Where is this battery?
0: Where's the battery and what takeaway... haven't found out. If it's get? rolling
1: on the floor at the bistro then somebody could slip on that and then sue Debbie and the Anne Vermillions. I'm Unless worried for the Anne. Well, yeah.
0: It falls over taking a longestine to somebody's <laughs> table. So, there's no battery. Um but nobody knows or cares where it's gone. And Jen, Jenny's there and she says, I, I understand how difficult it is and how protective you can be. I remember when I should have been a bit more protective, my son who died in a pool. Yeah. Um. And Daisy always... It was, it was sad, really, because apart from the fact that um my son drowned, Daisy also quite liked him because they were stepbrother... Well, sort of half-brother and sister. And um, Danny was like, oh... Daisy had a brother who died. Maybe I should have been a bit more um, charitable about mm-hmm. her reaction to my son nearly dying of eating a battery. Maybe she's genuinely worried about him because she remembered her own tragic past. I didn't realise that I was in a soap and everyone's got a tragic past. So she go- he goes and finds Daisy and says, I'm really sorry. Daniel." Um, Jenny told me about how great a big sister to Tom you were and what happened to him and she says yes um it reminds me uh what happened with Bertie reminded me and brought it all back to me and I did that first aid course after he died um and he says look if you want to talk about it I'm up for that and she's like oh maybe I will then she basically dumps Ryan and um she tells Daniel that she was dumped and she feels sad and he says, "Oh, I'm so sorry that I had such a bad impression of you when you're actually not a bad egg, and she's like, "Ha ha, ha. my plan is is working on Friday. Daniel recommends a book to uh
1: to, to Daisy
0: and she's like, Oh yeah, I definitely read that. I think and Ali like seeing all this happening. She goes into the Rovers later and she says she says to um to Jenny that Daisy's a skank, and this is when da- Jenny says, uh, excuse me, that's my step skank you're talking about. And and she's moved on to Daniel already. And Jenny also tells Alia that she may have got the wrong impression about what happened between Daisy and Ryan, because they, she thought that Daisy and Ryan slept with one another, because that's what Daisy said. But actually, we know that what happened was Ryan fell asleep in Daisy's bed, and Daisy let him think that they had had sex. So later on, Alia comes, goes to the bistro, or is it?
1: No, it's supposed Sweet to bistro.
0: Tells Yasmin what she learned about how Daisy ensnared Ryan, and Yasmin says, "You've got to sort of be ruthless as as Daisy is." So Alia goes into the Rovers, and she's like, "Hello, losers!" <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, I'm so glad I'm not involved in whatever the hell this is," and she points at. So the general mess that's being created by daisy daniel and ryan and she says listen ryan you didn't cheat on me daisy and daisy's there listening she's like daisy just lied about it to make you think that you had slept together but you didn't and daisy's like no no and then Ali's like well i'm leaving but before i go i'm just gonna warn you daniel d- run away from her because she is nothing but trouble Daisy then tries to have it out with Jenny for basically backstabbing her and Jenny's like no I'm sorry I'm not going to you you're a liar and you don't deserve and Arnie doesn't deserve what you have putting her through stop messing around with Ryan stop messing around with Daniel and she says I don't want to dislike you and Daisy's like oh what do you mean and Jenny says stop doing dislikable things and Daisy's like huh and that's the end of that, really. So that was quite good. Watching Jenny suddenly, the scales falling from her eyes and her telling her t- telling Daisy off, which is what she really needs, isn't it? It is.
1: I mean, but jenny, Jenny's jenny got, you know, more scales over her eyes than a snake has got on its so, body or something. Because she, <sighs> okay. she, she's, she's told Daisy this time and time again. And then the next episode, it's like nothing's happened. Well, see, so the- I'd like to believe that Jenny is starting to be a bit harsher on her, but I just don't know.
0: See, this is what makes me wonder. You know, last week I I did my, you know, uh, YouTube uh, psychology um, analysis on Daisy and said that she might be looking for a father figure in her boyfriends or whatever. But I also wonder whether, at a very crucial point in her development, when she was just beginning to blossom as a woman or go through a very awkward teenage stage she kind of basically got abandoned by both Jenny and her dad mm. after Tom died and she is kind of left rudderless and left to fend for herself and all of these life lessons that she might have been guided carefully towards by her parents were completely missed yeah And and now Jenny's trying to parent her in retrospect and it doesn't really work.
1: Mm. I I thought that um, it was really nice that we got some humanity for Daisy again this week. We've seen drips of it, but then I never know whether to believe it or not. This week was probably the first time that I ever actually believed that Daisy was being genuine and had feelings and she isn't just a 100% nasty cow.
0: She's done it before. She
1: has a bit, but I've never really completely bought it. Um, I and mean, well, even even like I mean it was mostly on Wednesday, all the stuff with the the pediatric course that she'd been on and everything, and when she was talking about Tom, i I absolutely believed her then she wasn't saying it just to try and get into Daniel's pants or her hands no. on his cash
0: and I also thought it was pretty clever because as a viewer, when she was saying, "Oh, is there something wrong with with um Bertie, let me have a look. I've done a first aid course. I thought, no, you haven't, you liar. Mm. I can't believe you'd endanger a child's life just to try to win the dad over. Mm-hmm. I can imagine herself going, oh, no, his airway's clear. You know what I mean? But she actually wasn't lying. She actually really did a children's first aid course, which actually caught me by surprise, as well yeah. as all the characters in the yeah. in the episode. I mean,
1: I don't think she actually wants to be a teacher. So she no. she's not being she's 100% truthful. Because at the end of the day she she still does want this money from Daniel's house doesn't she and i'm wondering like what's going to yeah. happen there because she she seems i don't know whether she's actually falling for daniel or not because he's a you know it's a bit of a catch he doesn't seem to adams more wary of daisy than than daniel is i think so i can see him hooking up with her Daniel and is and the, and, the, and talk. then she'll be in a position of like oh, what do i do do i do I steal the do I take the money somehow? Or can I not bring myself to do it because I've realized I've got a bit of a conscience in here and that's wrong? Is she gonna go full steam ahead with it, take the money, and then realise oh, I shouldn't have done this? I can have, imagine I her know.
0: getting with with um Daniel and being super, super into everything he says and does up until the moment that she twigs that this money is going to be invested in Bertie's sort of future and yeah. also his burgeoning beard oil business that Carl is supposedly still running. And
1: maybe swimming lessons so he doesn't drown in any paddling pools.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. This could, this could possibly be the making of Daisy. No. Or it could cement that she is just a nasty cow, I don't know. I mean, There's I something
0: wrong with being a gold digging hoe.
1: I think it's quite interesting that the, the whole double glammy article that Daniel wrote about her yes. mere months ago hasn't been brought up. She because was,
0: uh, He was her enemy, public enemy number one, who's taken away her her sort of source of income. And at no yeah, point... Yeah, she was
1: going to buy into the Rovers with this.
0: See, this is the thing that gets me. She needs a confidant because it would... I, I, I feel like I'm missing a scene where Daisy turns to her... Equally evil or gormless best friend, and says he stole my business from him, so I'm going to take that money. Yeah, is she doing it? Just for revenge? I would have been able to earn four hundred thousand pounds with Double Glammy easy, but because of that meddling journalist, I'm never going to get my hands on it. So he owes me. She can justify this in her mind now, knowing what what we know about how that she blames him for the loss of her business. But apparently, all of that is gone up in the air. She doesn't care. I mean, one minute she's, she's super into um, DJing at the Alps and the next minute she's reading Under Milkwood mm. or whatever.
1: Yeah, I, I I, can't tell whether it's going to get brought up or not, whether she's I... just doing it for revenge and then she realises, oh, no, I'm actually falling for this guy. But I'm surprised that Daniel hasn't brought it up because he he literally wrote this article about... I suppose the article wasn't about... How evil Daisy is. It was more about how Daisy was manipulated no, yeah. by this. No, evil it wasn't. Corporation. But you know that she
0: right. spoke to um, to him specifically about this and blamed him for her. Yeah. Because it directly led to her being dropped.
1: Yeah. Maybe it will come up. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, this, again, this is another story that I thought was quite good, particularly strong on Wednesday because of the humanity we got for David. Not for David, I don't that for Daisy. Um, but yeah, today wasn't quite so good. I would have liked today more, I think, if I'd believed that Jenny was actually going to hold her ground against Daisy. But if she does, then fantastic. Um, OK, so the parking storyline then. Um, I kind of assumed that this story was going to be over after Todd got hit by a car and the whole thing about the, the Inkerman Street non-resident's putting all their cows on Coronation Street was literally just there so that Todd could have an excuse to not leave Weatherfield. But it looks like they're keeping on going with it. But definitely they a know genius... They know
0: when they're onto a good thing. Well,
1: definitely a genius move to put Sally in charge of the campaign to um to try and get Coronation Street made residents parking I, only. I uh, would say
0: that I honestly think that this story shows me that Sally has a missed calling as a traffic warden herself. And if this show, if this story doesn't end with her joining Fergus on the dark side, I don't understand what it was about. <laughs> because she likes holding a clipboard and she likes looking at parked cars. What else do you need?
1: <laughs> I think we just give her any kind of campaign and then you, you, she's, she's in she's her in element, heaven. doesn't she?
0: This is why I will never forgive Tim for what he did to her political career. Exactly. exactly. Never, never, never forgive. But I have a new perspective on Tim now. He is no longer my most hated male character.
1: No, you've got a new one, haven't you?
0: Martin Platt.
1: Martin Platt. Gerard I hates Martin hate Martin
0: Platt. Martin Platt so much. Even when I was look, this is how much I hate Martin Platt. I watched him today telling Sally that he didn't agree with her, and I thought he's not that bad. <laughs> That's how much I hate Martin Platt.
1: Do you, want to, do you want to? elaborate no, we talk about we, it, we we it when to, we get to when it. When we do
0: the early 2000s, I'm sure I've mentioned it though in the 90s.
1: I don't think in the latter half. I think of the Martin 90s. has got worse.
0: He's such as an as his asshole. time
1: on the show has gone on. Okay, anyway, so th- this parking story, what's gone on? So surprise, surprise, Fergus out in the wild of us on know, Monday. They let him out. I was not at all expecting to see Fergus appear outside of Izzy's front room. I know but... because at
0: some at one point he could have been, could have been. Mm. A figment (laughs) of Izzy's imagination.
1: Yeah, yeah. But no, he's real and he's a traffic warden. Though we don't know that straight away, he's just there. um... He's there reading the paper or something. And Sally's there having a bit of a rant about traffic wardens because she's got a ticket after parking on Inkerman Street. And she she, she's ranting Power Mads. Power Mads the traffic wardens. And he he reveals that, yes, I am one of these. So they bump into each other again later and he gives her a bit of an update on Izzy. The Izzy story doesn't come into this at all, really. She starts... um, moaning on about traffic wardens again and he and it transpires that he was the one that gave her the ticket the other day
0: oh no who uh, would have thought that
1: yeah um so she she's at the end of the episode tries to um sweet talk Fergus into making her ticket disappear and he obviously can't do that but Sally really really did believe that she would would be able to change this guy's mind doesn't she and she thinks she's no, got yeah, awesome persuasive power no he's not on any of it no um He's just like, pay the fine. And we didn't see Fergus at all after this. It's very sad. Yeah. So Wednesday, we got a little scene with her recruiting Aggie to help her out with the campaign. She tries... um, I can't remember who she talks to first, but it takes a while for her to find somebody that um, would agree to join her in this cause, and it's Aggie. And so so Sally kind of dumps a load of leaflets in her lap, and Aggie maybe regrets
0: admitting that this is quite a good idea. I just want to add something here, because... Coronation Street knows we're all watching this going, are you pulling my leg here? Nobody on this show has owned a car since we saw Roy with Woody last. What are you trying to pull? Th- this is and the ultimate
1: irony story, during right?
0: The Hope storyline. They were talking about going to the court, and to- Vid said, I'm sure, only to make this story have a bit more credibility. Tyrone, you don't mind driving, do you? Everyone at home's like, what? Driving in a car to get there? Are you joking me?
1: <laughs> it's so silly because we've, uh, for years, it's been a bit of a running joke that there's never any cars on the street. Is there? Yeah. where does everybody park? Or and do now they all of have a car? sudden all of a sudden, everybody and wants to park why would you need there. a car? We want to make Coronation Street residents only. It's, yeah. It it makes sense in the real world because lots of people
0: do park well, outside I mean, their homes. Listen, and they would if
1: they didn't have a driveway.
0: This storyline is sort of, a kind of a bit dear to our heart because we have, no parking in the house we're in now it's on-road parking only we live in a close and there are 32 homes in the close all very close together because they're masonettes so instead of having like a one detached house you've got four people living in the same area and if every one of those people had a car there'd be no nowhere to put all Of the car, I didn't even have a car because there'd be nowhere to put it. Mm. And then the people, the council tried to put double yellow lines in, and immediately I was like, Sally, on the case, I wrote to every single person I could find. I contacted my, my friend who works for the council in the roads department, got her to tell me what to do, and I wrote loads of like really arsey letters to as many people as I could find, telling them there is no way on earth they're going to put double yellow lines in because that means that nobody's going to be able to park and it's going to be absolute chaos. And they had to give in in the end because it didn't make any sense. Um, And so this story to me makes sense, but only when you have people who actually drive cars. Because on Coronation Street, it is a joke that nobody has a car, but equally, why would you need one? Because you literally walk across the road to where you work and then across the road again to have a pint, and then you walk across the road <laughs> and down the road to go and get yourself a nice curry, and then you come back and have your hair cut at Audrey's. Yeah. What do you need your car for? <laughs> um,
1: you okay, say what you, you need say a the- car
0: get what? starbucks because yeah. there's only
1: a costa you say that you're like sally but yeah, well, when we had our, our double yellow lines things earlier this year did you have a table with a map of the clothes on and you were walking around it military style i was almost expecting sally to have little models of cars and stuff and, and push use them the around like shuffler. in
0: bunker during world war two she was yeah she was <laughs> she was um, she was
1: churchill wasn't <laughs> he was She was aggie uh, what's the uh,
0: what's the i don't know anybody else
1: Churchill was just won the war single handedly. He, did he didn't have any help. I thought that was a brilliant scene. That was so funny. And, and then, like you mentioned earlier, they were they were dancing around the table so that they never were actually having to be near each other. Although they were next to each other in the cafe later on. So. Maybe
0: Aggie was like the French underground resistance. Maybe she's not like fully on board with this publicly, but she does support her. You know. So
1: Sally is on the down determined <laughs> to to get as many supporters as she can, as many signatures, and win this war against the. Uh,
0: There'd be problem. people
1: parking there that should that don't actually I, live look, there. Look,
0: can we just can we just say briefly what this problem is because it does seem temporary. I thought that they had. Or is it permanent? No,
1: I think that the problem... I Incomin thought Street. it was a problem that they were doing works on Incommon Street, so Incommon Street residents had to park here, but they've made Incommon Street residents only. So all the people who previously went to park on Incommon Street but didn't live there are now parking on Coronation Street. And Sally wants to get right. give them the old heave-ho. Well,
0: presumably this is also a fairly common or not unheard of issue in a large city like Manchester or Salford where mm. you've got places that are near public transport, like, they're, they're near the tubes... Uh, well, the, I mean, there's so many the businesses station. around
1: Coronation Street. If this was back in this, the mm. 1960s version of Coronation Street, where the only business was the Rover's return... Yeah, and, and the and, 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 and the Mission Hall, yeah. then maybe there no wouldn't problem. need to be so many cars there, but yeah... The, it's because
0: we the I metropolitan mean, for, hub of
1: Weatherfield, this little back street now.
0: Because there's always, you know, contested our problems, and especially on a on a street with terraced houses mm. with no front yards.
1: Just imagine how bad the situation would be if Ray had got his way and had had all those other businesses there. I'd be yeah. I'd, I'd be planning car parking into that. Mm. anyway so Sally tries to go spend the episode trying to get these signatures Maria's not interested we got to see Liam didn't we for the first time and I don't busy. know how long she was very busy Tracy doesn't like the idea she comes up with some stiff resistance from the businessman led by Tracy who's like sorry I need all these people coming in from outside the street because they park here to get their they get their flowers um,
0: she's not wrong
1: she's not uh, although I mean no she, it can't be that they can come and park temporarily can they it's like they 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 could meet in the way in, in the middle and make it a two hour zone, and then people could come and get the flowers and then leave.
0: That's what they should do. Oh mm. no! If we just come up with the ending, end maybe point we for have. This story. Maybe we have. Well, this is what you know. You've got a problem at your school because the there's no car park for staff. I this has irritated me the entire time we've worked there. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. You are employed by the council to be a teacher at that school, but you have no designated parking space for your car and they won't give you a permit as an employee no. of the county or the city to park there. So you have to fight with a bunch of other people, including students in the nearby university for spaces, which is one of the reasons why you leave the house at 6 o'clock in the morning to go to school so that you can park.
1: I know, it's ridiculous. It is
0: ridiculous. Mm. It's unfair. And it and it's, and it's I understand this drive to make people use public transport, but I have tried to travel from our house to your work, workplace and I have to take two buses. How long does it take you to drive?
1: Like 12, 13 minutes in the morning. And it,
0: I have to take two buses to get there and it takes... Because of how infrequent the buses are from here, it takes an hour Mm. on public transport to get from here to there. So there's no way you could use public transport. But the good thing is they're now introduced electric scooters. So perhaps you could use those.
1: (laughs) Sally needs you on her side. You, I think you might even be able to persuade Tracy and Alia. I with would, this. yeah. I'll
0: just bamboozle them.
1: So, yeah, Alia is another one who doesn't want to lose um, people being able to park on Coronet Street because, she, she because needs... of speed down. And everything. also, the
0: other thing is, she needs people to be able to park there to pick their takeaways up. But also, I'm sure she has Deliveroo or Justy or some kind of company that takes her takeaways. Mm. And so they need somewhere to stop their vehicles to go in and get the takeaways. Yeah.
1: So, this anti Sally group also try and get Tim to realise. Sally Anti are... Sally. Not Auntie Sally. Aww. Auntie Sally group, try and get Tim to realise that this could also be bad for streetcars and um
0: Yes, because you can buy a permit as a resident, but as a business owner, it costs more money. Yeah. And they streetcars has got like five cars to park.
1: Mm. So so uh, Sally later finds out via um Tracy that Tim is now fighting against her. So they go and about a bit of an argument at home, basically. And that's One how it. One thing ends. that's
0: a bit of a moot point here about uh, Tim Tim and um alia and tracy arguing against the idea of a permit system is where are their customers parking at the moment given that there are no spaces for even people that live there
1: yeah exactly who knows knows? i'll tell you what i've been i've been to the set and literally just round the corner if you you go past the co-op in the (laughs) costa there's a massive massive car park so you
0: could just you could just park at the um imperial war museum
1: (laughs) yeah exactly
2: exactly
0: (laughs) yeah so um yeah, Sally and Tim have another argument where he basically accuses her of ra- of ra- um, railroading him and and assuming he thinks something, but he actually doesn't. Mm. And he even says, "If I want to make my mind up, I will listen to other people and then decide." Like deliberately excluding her as though she's some kind of like brainwashing harpy who convinces him of things that he doesn't actually believe.
1: <laughs> so in- enjoying this story. I can't Um, get I can't necessarily get behind a story that's just about parking it's not that exciting but But having having Sally Sally there is brilliant and also having Fergus there was a great start to the week and I was really disappointed we didn't get to see him at all on Wednesday and Friday because we saw more Fergus and and learnt about what sort of person Fergus is 10 times more on Monday than we ever had before he was still like before this week the, the slightly creepy man who just appears in all of his Izzy's videos but now he seems like he's a bit of a massive nerd I'd like immediately was like he needs to be friends with Roy he's a proper feels like he could be a really interesting caricature sort of character yeah. um, stick, in st- yeah, stick in the mud yeah stick in the mud stickler for the rules or whatever but you did not get to see him on Wednesday and Friday
0: You say I can't get excited about a story to do with parking, but how can you say that when a lot of the time we argue about a more down-to-earth, realistic approach to covering everyday lives of working-class people... And, and not sort of have a story like that. Yeah,
1: no, that's true. That's, that's very, very true. I, we will, this it's not, is,
0: it's this not a sexy, very, sensational story. It's not going to make the cover of a soap magazine, is it? Like Parking Chaos in Weatherfield. No. But it is still a story that's interesting and relatable to lots of people. I'm sure yeah. everyone who doesn't have their own private driveway has had an experience, especially in a big city like Manchester or London or any other place, of having havoc when people want to park somewhere. I mean, during lockdown... My friend who lives in Bournemouth, near near the beach, had trouble because people were blocking her neighbours because they just parked anywhere, because there was no provision made.
1: Mm. No, it's fine. I mean, if you compare this to stories like Cathy's trolling story, maybe, which is similarly low-key, this certainly feels like it's going to be a lot more enjoyable to watch. This is
0: more about the characters and interaction between them than it is about parking, which is what Coronation Street should be drawing on as a strength and they're doing a really good job of this here because everybody's in conflict with one another for logical reasons
1: speaking of interactions between characters can i just say how happy i am that aggie is getting a story away from the baileys I this know. is what we've been asking for all this time when sally said oh do you want to be in my team and aggie agreed it's like yes brilliant. yes finally. H- has aggie and sally ever had a scene before i don't know not but sure. brilliant they've got that now and, and it is definitely a sally story and not a an aggie story but, but this I could like be- the
0: burgeoning what concept of Aggie and Sally uniting and Sally being sort of like a tornado, whereas Aggie's She's like... She's just
1: this little gust. No,
0: Aggie, no, Aggie's... Sally is the wind of the tornado and Aggie is the water that rushes over the stone and wears it down.
2: You know what I mean? <laughs> like,
0: I can see her being very gently persuasive and I can see her... You having a conversation with her where you don't really see what she's doing, but at the end of it, you're like, we should have a permit system for parking on Coronation Street. <laughs> you
2: know
0: what I mean? Yeah. Whereas Sally's like very bombastic and in your face and like, sign my petition!
1: There, um, There isn't going to be any clash with anyone that's close to Aggie about the parking, is there? Because Ed doesn't care about... Well, Ed, mean, Ed's Ed, got, Ed probably Ed, wants to, to have the roads cleared because he needs to park his van outside there. So that's going to be a problem if there's other people there. Michael... James, yeah, the, uh, and, and Ronnie. Michael, yeah, I don't think Michael and Grace an should just there. move out. Oh, yeah, well, we'll talk about that a bit later. But anyway, very, very good job having Aggie in this I love the
0: quote when Sally and Tim were arguing. I made you write it down when when um, Sally said to Tim, how dare you use Hillary Crillenton against me? You know she's my inspiration. <laughs> that
1: was funny. That was great. That was great. Um, I also enjoyed the fact that Rosie got a shout out earlier in the week as well because we hear about Sally's story about... um. Rosie's friends oh, wanting to this. name their dog.
0: This, no, this. no, no, no. <laughs> Didn't they, wasn't it a, a woman or or a couple that wanted to call their child? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. But it was the name that had already been taken by somebody's <laughs> dog. And they were like, please rename your dog so that I can call my baby the same name. <laughs> that, was,
1: that was funny. It's just, yeah, nice to get a Rosie mention.
0: Yeah, that, that I good also song. loved good the song. idea that, like, I don't know, is Rosie a millennial? Is she, a uh, Yeah. Is she Gen Z? She's
1: She's born in 19... 19- 90?
0: Oh she's say. still a millennial then. Yeah, like know. millennials arguing not mm-hmm. about avocado taste but about whether you're allowed We've to.
1: We've also been seeing a bit of a young Helen Flanagan on our DVDs haven't we? Yeah. She's really good okay. right from the off. She, I think she you know a, a lot of Corrie youngsters like Sam Aston, Jack P. Shepard um, Alex Bain people always remember how great they were as young children but actually helen flanagan was really really decent she was right from as soon as she started actually
0: um one thing i'm wondering is when you're imagining this argument between rosie and her friends Mm. are you imagining as i am an expat community in tokyo where they're all a bunch of like white westerners who have an (laughs) enclave of Everybody's calling their their kid, uh, their dog, and their child Rebecca. <laughs> or are you imagining that she's moved to London with all the other yuppies?
1: She better still be in Tokyo, otherwise oh,
0: she's there's got no excuse, is there? No, no excuse for not
1: coming up to see to see our dear old mum. So. Bistro story, Gemma, pass back to you. This is is great stuff as well. This is Monday and Wednesday. Leanne and Debbie at the Bistro loved it. There's a
0: lot of low stakes bickering. And this is what I live for. (laughs) (laughs) On Monday, Debbie's on the phone to somebody about some kind of accounting oversight. And Leanne and Nick come in for another round of Pass the Napkin but at the end, neither is really satisfied. I love how that carried thing.
1: on from last week. De- Debbie just goes straight for the napkin when she uh, tries yeah, to Oh, like...
0: I believe this is how you like. <laughs> so, so they're still trying to buy into Debbie's business, are Leanne and Nick, and she's holding out for more money. So, Debbie and Jenny get regaled by Uncle Ronnie's tale of um pocket dialing an angry ex, and De- Debbie wants business advice from him. Yeah,
1: this, this is what gives Debbie the idea, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, she's
0: like, that gives me an idea. And then Jenny sees the two of them together, and she's, maybe there's a bit of jealousy if you're brewing here. So, Debbie says to Ronnie, Look, I'm trying to hardball with, um play hardball with Leanne and Nick, but I need you to do a bit of role play with me. Imagine that you want to buy into the bistro and tell me how, what you would do with the business to, to make it great. Like it's a job interview. And then she... Co- but you've got to make sure
1: that you offer not very much money.
0: D- lowball me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And she puts... She dials Leanne and puts her on speakerphone or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. So that so that Ronnie... She can hear what Ronnie and um Debbie are saying. So Ronnie's there like pretending that he wants to buy the bistro to play along with what Debbie wants. Meanwhile, Leanne is listening... And realises that it's possible that they could lose the bistro to Ronnie. Um, When Debbie ends the phone call before she asks Ronnie whether he actually does want to buy the bistro, and he's like, no way. (laughs) Jenny's like, I don't like this at all. Um, Jenny starts digging to Debbie after Ronnie leaves about what's going on and um, says, are you going into business together? And she's like, oh, no, don't worry about it. Then Leanne says to Nick about what she heard and she's like, do you know what? I think this is all a bit of a ruse. I think that she's she's sneaky and lying. And it seems like a bit of a coincidence that she literally phoned me and I heard that very crucial bit of information about them having a discussion. And Nick's like, well, if she's done that and set that up, she must be really desperate. So they go to the bistro together and Leanne says, <laughs> plays her back and says, Debbie, I heard your pocket dial and your conversation with Ronnie so um, I think that seeing as seeing as how Ronnie really wants to to join the business, and he's got all these ideas and he's desperate to, to get into business with you, that you guys should just do it. Don't forget about me and Nick. We're not interested anymore. <laughs> and she's like, oh, no, um, actually, Leanne, I would really value your expertise as you and Nick have run the place before. And um, Leanne says, oh, no, Nick and I have actually found this really cool cafe in the northern quarter. <laughs> And Dave's like no 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 um how about I give it to you for 5 grand less than we originally agreed um and so I think they they agree yeah. to go in together Jenny then talks to Ronnie about his chat with Debbie and
1: she's like super jealous of Ronnie maybe giving the glad eye to another woman. Attention. Which, as I'm sure our listeners can imagine, was making my blood boil on Monday. I've kind of only just come down from, the, from her sleeping with him many months ago, but just seeing her getting mad at Ronnie sitting with, with Debbie, it was just like, no, Jenny, stop it. Because <laughs> it's been so long, I was kind of half thinking... Maybe Jenny and Ronnie aren't going to get together, you know? Maybe, wow. maybe uh, that was just me being paranoid and worried about it. And this week is like, oh, no, it's going to go back to this again.
0: It's not paranoid if they really are shagging. Oh. Leanne comes in and says to Ronnie, I saw right through you and your scheme. And shes he has no idea what she is talking about. Debbie comes in and Leanne confronts her and says, this was all a big lie, wasn't it? You and Ronnie's call And <laughs> I love Debbie. She's like, well, can't blame me for trying. Um, she's totally upfront. She doesn't pretend. The Anne says, "Well, guess what? You admit you were lying. So was I. There is no cafe bar in the Northern Quarter." Ha ha ha. Which is a great way to begin a business relationship. <laughs> Debbie invites Ronnie for a drink, and he says, "No, thank you. I, I'm not interested." Jenny is really pleased about this. Michael's fuming. Ronnie and Debbie admit that they enjoyed each other's company earlier. And then I was
1: like, "Okay, maybe they will get together."
0: And then she said, and then she invites him for for pie and chips at the bistro, and he says, "I've got my eye on someone else." Oh.
1: You're playing with me, Coronation Street.
0: Well, Don't do it. Can I say that this feels very much like the way Titanic was gliding so slowly and elegantly towards that mm. iceberg, <laughs> like it's inevitable, but it's happening so slowly.
1: I think that there is potential here. In a Jenny versus Debbie fighting for Ronnie's affections, which I actually could would, be quite yes, fun. Yes, that could be good.
0: I bloody Sue Devaney love Debbie.
1: and Sally and Matthews could yeah. do a bang up job Those at that. I together, would be very happy to see very that. Very
0: fiery. Uh, ice and fire. It, it, oh, it is fire oh, and ice. Yeah. The song of ice and fire, isn't oh, it? Those two fire, fighting over shock. Ronnie.
1: Um, and, it, and if De- Debbie ends up winning him at the end, even better. Because she's obviously got she's obviously. I don't see interested. any
0: chemistry between them, I'm sorry. Oh no, I thought there I thought there was.
1: I thought that there was. I don't and see And she's it. obviously interested in Ronnie, otherwise she wouldn't have tried proposition. Spark. I know
0: you don't like it, but I think the reason you don't like it is because you can see there is a bit of a spark between. Oh, don't, I'm not, Jenny gonna and Ronnie. It, not
1: gonna admit it. I, I will admit that maybe I don't hate Ronnie quite so much and if he hasn't been going out with Jenny Maybe I would wouldn't mind him. He's he is a massive cheese meister and a bit of a, a schmoozer uh, and a slime so ball. Are you. But I would I know. So I, I, I think I would I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind him if he hadn't split up my Jenny and Johnny.
0: Oh
1: But yeah, having those two that, that would be worth it.
0: Michael, let me continue to tell together. you about Leanne's incredible knowledge of the fish market. <clears throat>
1: this is This is another but this was so one of where the most, you got your head. I
0: got really mad about this. I was what, what was worse?
1: This or the Italian takeaway. I was
0: giggling, how can you tell the difference between Pollock and Cod <laughs> right on Wednesday and also right, okay um on Wednesday, Nick is nervous about the fact that they're already starting to work at the bistro. Like the next day they're just jumping into taking management of the bistro because of this argument with Debbie and Leanne's like, don't worry about it. I'll be on my best behavior. It will be fine at the bistro. They're looking at the menus and Debbie and Leanne have an incredibly mature and kind of, Detached conversation about what they think the menu should be and what changes should be made. Well, and some,
1: some, some, there's a mixture, isn't there? Sometimes like it's and Leanne and Debbie agree and and Nick disagrees. Sometimes Leanne and Nick agree and Debbie disagrees. It's but they,
0: in the end, they they come to an agreement about about Whatever everyone gets are, their input yeah. and everyone's listened to, and they come to you know they they come to an agreement about their different thoughts about what kind of stuff should be on the menu and or not. I don't and,
1: think that... I, I think it's right that Nick and Leanne want to put some kind of stamp on it, but um, they, they can't just expect to walk in there and, you know, like Alex Pelizzi and change the whole menu of everything. Yeah,
0: it's not... Um, what's it called? Hotel Inspector. Yeah. The Bistro Inspector.
1: I suppose I should have just referred to Hell's Kitchen more. That's probably would have That's closer. more
0: international, isn't mm-hmm. it? So... Not
1: Hell's Kitchen, what's it called?
0: It's house Kitchen, isn't it? No, No. it's Uh, not. What's the Gordon Ramsay one Gordon Ramsay Shouts at You. Yeah, that's the one. Gordon Ramsay's... Kitchen Nightmares. That's it. Yeah. In England, he's like, oh dear, you shouldn't do this. And America's like, you stupid knobhead. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so um, Sarah and Adam somehow can look at a piece of fish that's supposed to be cod and say, this colour is wrong. It was a bit weird. So she goes to the back and checks, does does Leanne, she picks up the, the packet or something. Yeah,
1: she goes to the freezer, doesn't and she? And says,
0: this isn't cod, it's Pollock. The fishman has pulled, pulled a fast one on us.
1: So I obviously, I, I don't even like fish, so I wouldn't have a clue. I don't know what I'm talking about here. Are Pollock and Cod fairly distinguishable or no. are they pretty much identical? Like, you
0: can tell the difference if you look at the fish... And you can tell the difference if there's a label that says pollock instead of cod.
1: Which well, there clearly wasn't here. Because it I think was... cod
0: is generally more expensive, but pollock is, is sort of a white if it's a firm, fleshed white fish.
1: Well, Leanne is an expert. You can't
0: this. I don't I find them, it, it's unbelievable that Sarah and Adam could look at a piece of pollock and go, This is Pollock. Would you, you not say cod.
1: that there's something somewhat fishy about it was. This the storyline development? Was fishy. <laughs> Load of pollocks.
0: Yeah, so... flipping so, Pollock.
1: I, well, I did roll my eyes and sigh a little bit about it. You would them, have so.
0: delighted yourself if you'd come up with this.
1: I like a good pun, but... Yes, you do. But it was barely a year since we had Ken Barlow with uh, Norris at Stillwater talking about Jackson Pollocks and saying, Oh, Norris, well, that's Pollocks. And, and people on Twitter going, Oh, did Ken just say, you know what? I thought he said that. It was Oh, he just said said Pollocks. Isn't Pollocks a funny word? And then they're doing they're getting it again. It's 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 um lazy
0: well this was really it didn't really matter but it was just a way for leanne and and debbie to cement their working partnership and make debbie realize she needed leanne's expertise and to make her realize that leanne was on her side because she said you've been had the fish man's a liar
1: I enjoyed the they, they were having a bit of an argument they were getting angry about it weren't they outside yeah. in the bistro
0: and then Nick comes in and thinks yeah they're going oh, I can't believe this has happened yes this is the most ridiculous thing that's ever happened well this is what a bunch of rubbish or whatever and it sounds like they're arguing at one another but actually they're both united against someone else mm. so Nick immediately uh, thinks that they're united against one yeah. another but so no. they,
1: they haul the fish man in give him a good dressing down and he goes away with his his tail between his legs
0: I honestly think that this is a very common thing to happen, though. In the in the, not
1: under the hands. I'm Leanne's fairly
0: watch. sure that at some point you have to like genetically test some fish to see. Isn't there also a scandal in America where they say that a certain very famous chain of sandwich, um, franchises has a tuna sandwich which doesn't contain <laughs> any tuna whatsoever? Has anybody else heard this I rumor? I don't know though. Um. So. Uh, You know, if they can get away with it, I think that the bistro can get away (laughs) with selling Pollock. Doesn't matter.
1: At the end of the day, if you're paying extra
0: for a certain type of fish and they give you a different sort of fish, even if it looks the same, it's naughty, isn't it? But luckily for them, he gives them some cheap langoustines.
1: So th- this was Which great. Which one he loves. He does, he does. This was great, this story this week. Having these two fiery women against each other, but then uniting was just perfect. And I really was happy to see Leanne with a bit of a spark, a bit of a twinkle in her eye. I don't blame her for being down after Ollie's death and everything and all the drugs, who? but...
0: Oh, I said it was Ronnie.
1: Oh, don't, don't say who. I know she's not Michelle Ollie. or anything, but you will still get a... It's very uh, still talking. You'll get
0: an him. argument. I
1: mean look what happened with Imran today. I know. But yeah, it was fan- it was brilliant. I, I loved Leanne um, in, on Wednesday's episode. Um, not moving on from Ollie, but showing that there is there is life, there is spark, there is uh, and all that after this tragedy. Very, very happy. And um I was I was I was happy to see that it wasn't just them bitching at each other and being nasty. Now that still might come. But I think I'd rather see them united in a, in a powerhouse team of strong, spunky women, with with Nick being the one in between.
0: I know, but that's, that's got, more That's dangerous me. then for Nick's character, you know, being the sort of the donkey that gets kicked.
1: I don't mind I'm, that. I
0: think this has got a lot of potential. I think it's, um, I think the conflict is always more interesting than harmony. So. Who knows what will happen here? It
1: it was it was great. The 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 bistro, like we said last week, has been um, meandering this past. Well, even ever, even ever since Ron um, ever since Robert died, really, because we didn't see a whole lot of it, even when Ray was in charge oh, on so behalf
0: it's... of all the residents of Coronation Street. Robert, who? <laughs>
1: Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. So so very very good. Um, also, what was the other point I was going to make? Oh, Nick, no, no, no. Don't, don't throw things oh, right, at me. Okay. I forgot what I was gonna say. Never mind. Uh, yeah, no, it's it, it's it's gone. If you
0: oh, think about it, it you can tell me. Yeah, deep impact.
1: Is this back to me again? Oh no, it's here. Now it's gone again. Never mind. Okay, this was fantastic. Oh no, what I was gonna say, and and this this story is the same. These are the two stories that I would have liked to have carried on into Friday because I was really, really excited by both of them, and then when the, the Michael stuff and even the Imran and Toya stuff came in on Friday, I was like, no, I, I don't need that, I want, I want more of this, because Brian um, Packham... Reminded me of why I absolutely love this character in the beginning this week, Peter Gunn.
0: Peter Gunn played a is
1: blinder. no
0: slouch as he an really actor. He really isn't. He's just not been
1: given the, the material to get his teeth into. Does until not now.
0: trouble him at all as far as stretching his range. No, except for Wednesday's episode when yeah. we finally got a very good demonstration for Peter Gunn's. Real, <laughs> as to why he is. This, this is going to go on the real. You're right. Actor. You're right.
1: So, it, I mean, it was mostly about Abby, of course. So she's still feeling very mixed up about this victim impact statement that she needs to write. No, so so it's the, Kevin. Kevin's the one. Sorry, at the beginning of the episode that says you need to write a victim impact statement, I which just, is just where as it just you stand up at the court and say. Oh, I didn't
0: know we had this in this country, but yeah, it's basically after the i thought in america look this is really bad i know more about the american system than i do about the the uk one but i believe in america it's used after the trial has finished but before the sentencing to explain the okay. impact on the victims so i don't know where this is going to be used in this in this trial or how we use them in this country but i thought this is a really good demonstration of how People who are not necessarily confident in their education get get sort of tested sometimes by a very literate upper class of kind of intellectual you know people that are in charge of everything assume a certain level of mm. what's the word literacy and it and it's not really i don't really mean to diminish her, but she she doesn't feel confident. She got her, in, in her GCSE last year. But, like, yeah. I'm talking about emo- emotional literacy and yeah. translating that into, um, into words. And it doesn't, it obviously has no bearing on her emotional feelings about the situation. But I could probably write a really good victim impact statement about how I feel about the fact that Seb got kicked to death and I had to watch it better than Abby might be able to do. But that doesn't mean that it affected me more than Abby Mm. did. But somehow we expect people to be able to do this. And it kind of, it makes me think that there should be some kind of like court liaison. If we, if we're expecting people to put this together, why does nobody help? I think she
1: just needs to load up, you know, Word 97 start to write it and then little clippy comes up and says it looks like you're trying to write a victim impact statement here would you like some help <laughs> yes please <laughs> so anyway she doesn't need a clippy because she's got Brian Packham to help same her same thing
2: just yeah, as irritating she,
1: she tries to write something herself but she just gets stressed out and storms out and um and gets into an argument with Imran I don't know why I've separated this story out from the Imran and Toya stuff later because it kind of was the same story it was yeah. just minus Abby and Brian wasn't it really never mind so, so Imran who has been working Jolly hard um, gets both barrels from um, Abby, who's like, "Oh, said, I hope you rot in hell with with uh, Kelly by your side," because she still wants to put the blame on anyone. She she doesn't. Uh, she knows that Kelly was involved, and the fact that Imran is um, defending defending her, defending her doesn't fly with her.
0: This is making me nervous. Why? the fact that everybody is so down on Kelly and certain that it was her that did it makes me think it wasn't her now. Even though, personally, I'm completely convinced there's no way she is not guilty of being involved in Seb's death.
1: She she really, really was, but...
0: The fact that they're going, oh, look at poor Imran, he's working really hard and he's going against, like, he's so brave, he's going against all the people that are telling him he's wrong because he believes in what he's doing and it's morally right.
1: It's odd because they must have known all along that this is where the story was eventually going to end up going, but they really really did make it look like she played a fairly active part in Seb's death at the time, didn't they? And having the laughing and and we didn't see her pulling Corey off of him.
0: It kind of bothers me because like one of the one of the basic tenets that we are al- we learn from the last century and the horrible things that happened was that for a good person to stand by and watch evil happen is just as bad as evil happening in itself. But yet we're supposed to think that Kelly is innocent because she didn't actually kick Sub, but she just stood there and watched. Mm. And she couldn't do anything about she it She stood and watched for a, a little
1: bit and then apparently pulled Corey off. But I don't know. Anyway, let's... Look,
0: I can't wait to actually find out what really happened. But I am with Abby and Sally. And who else was it? Well, Ian, Leanne, yeah. Here on the whole... I have no sympathy, but I said before on the show that in order for justice to be done, you have to have a vigorous and comprehensive defense of even the most awful people. Otherwise, it it you know, you could end up with a mistrial and then you get the person who Gets convicted, gets off. Race, right? I, don't,
1: I don't blame Imran for doing what he it's can to protect job. Ellie. It's what it's his job, and it's his uh, foster daughter.
0: Yeah, but he's listen. he's kind of
1: morally obliged almost to it to, listen, to defend her.
0: If you believe, if you believe in justice and the system, you have to, you have to support a defence, a proper proper defence, because if you don't, it comes back to bite you in the bum. Mm. Whether or not you, everybody agrees that this person definitely did it. If they're not, if they're pleading not guilty, they have to give as good a defence as they possibly can, because the system is set up to give a fair trial to everybody. And if the person doesn't get a fair trial, they could eventually get out on a technicality. That's mm. not what anybody wants.
1: No, no. So the the end of what Monday's episode Monday's episode is when Brian offers to help Abby out with her statement. And and when that came along. I was I actually I, I held my hands up and I thought no don't bring Brian into this he'll spoil it he'll ruin it he'll make it funny or stupid or buffoonish or anything but boy was I wrong because Wednesday, Wednesday we only have a couple of scenes so don't well we done. it was the, it was all, all it needed was what it had which was Abby first reading her first draft of it I thought which this was, was so
0: well done it
1: was her raw it was vengeance
0: raw, about vengeance also. yeah
1: her raw venting feelings about how much she hates Corey and Kelly yes. and the other nameless people but really those, those two are the main and ones and saying, saying they
0: are animals and they can't get away with it and everything
1: and it was a fantastically raw and emotional speech but Brian says this isn't really what the victim's in- impact statement should be. Yes. It's not about Corey and Kelly. It should be more about how it's affected you. And she tries to explain, but just starts breaking down in tears. And he's like, you just, you just tell me what you think and I'll jot it down and everything. And then the actual scene where we hear what she said wasn't Abby that was saying it. It was Brian and it was... Brilliant. he wrote this the amazing occasion. speech written by you know, whoever was the script writer of the day C- I, but it, it felt it was, it was so touching and the way that he was reading it kind of he was breaking up wasn't he he couldn't yeah he re- reading a bit and then sort of pausing for a breath it and wasn't
0: he, overdone no it wasn't and overdone sometimes it was perfect when Cory wants somebody to do something but do it incorrectly the first time they make it really comically bad, but they gave a hundred percent to Abby's first speech which was good but it wasn't what
2: she was supposed to be doing
0: but it made perfect sense that that was that is what she would write Mm. because Abby hasn't really want to focus on her own grief because she's so caught up in it she'd rather turn that into action and so her action is you know get the people that did it and punish them
1: yeah yeah
0: and then and then having it read by Brian shouldn't work because it's not his words but Peter Gunn performed it.
1: Yeah, it, you could believe it so was. Well. It was spot on. And Sally
0: Carmen in that scene too as Abby just kind of...
1: Yeah, she didn't say anything. She was just there...
0: So well listening done. ...listening
1: and sobbing at the right moments. It was brilliant. It really, really took me by surprise that did.
0: But we both said to each other after the episode, didn't we? What? The fact that we've heard this victim impact statement... Oh, yeah. ...makes us both think that this is not going to be said again no
1: we're, we're not going to hear Abby saying this in court I don't think I don't think, now, think we
0: will
1: because it won't have the same impact because
0: we already it heard couldn't it couldn't be
1: it couldn't have it would need to have greater impact than it did here and it couldn't
0: not really no I can't see how so, it so, could do so
1: either something's going to happen that stops her being able to have the chance to say it or we're just going to not have the scene and assume that
0: We've it heard, went yeah. fine <laughs> yeah
1: I don't know but um
0: it's an interesting choice which makes me wonder where the story's going
1: yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited now that this is ramping up. I think the fact that this has happened and we've now going into this Toyo and Imran bit, it feels like right, this story is happening now. Yeah, the court, the, the court, the trial is imminent.
0: The trial of the century, um, part five.
1: But it's not even like the Tyrone and Fizz one is going on pause, is it? Because this whole snoggeroo that happened in today's episode oh. means that they can't park this story for a little bit. They this can. is going to have to keep going on. So potentially, at late August, early September, we could have these two A stories of the year running parallel to each other and at the same time, fantastic. I mean, it is the same story, even though I've got it separated in my notes well, it, here. But it the follows case...
0: on on Friday. So those two days we just talked about were Monday and Wednesday. And then on Friday...
1: Uh, yeah yeah so Imran 's been working all night there so it, toya finds him um asleep at his desk in the she office says, <laughs> she taps <laughs> nicely okay. on the glass We're to not, wake darling. him up. Yeah, it's probably not the first time that she's seen him snoozing across that desk. You know, after she's given him a, <laughs> no, a good no, rogering that's enough, on it, that's enough. <laughs> he's like, that's a bit of a she nap. She says, but... "Would
0: you like to have a nice lunch at the bistro? I've got an inside track because my sister owns the joint."
1: Yeah, and he he just can't switch off about this court case, um, and and he's that say he's convinced that Kelly's innocent, and the Anne comes over, and I was kind of caught off guard a little bit by the fact that she was so anti-imran on this you'd have thought it might have come out before now you would
0: have have kept your mouth shut as well about your sister's boyfriend yeah but i can't imagine what would drive me to have a go at your sister's boyfriend like maybe if he was like war profiteering or i don't know bumping up the price of insulin i might say something
1: (laughs) it makes it makes sense though that because you know she's lost her son as well that she would empathize with with abby quite a lot well i mean i you can make the link there can't you
0: well she well everybody in the scene did
1: yeah so imran starts having I a massive imran uh, <laughs> it's been a while since we've had an imran so i, I, I do, I do enjoy like, them so hilarious. he's like just because oliver died i can't remember exactly what he said Is that like, just because oliver died it doesn't mean you're an expert on murder <laughs> And i don't she's think she's like,
0: where did that oh, very dare you <laughs> I can you, believe do that. Do you know who I am? Finally, Leanne, someone tells Leanne to Grieving share Mother talk. of the
1: Parish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can believe this. If I look, if I was um if I was having my lunch in the bistro, I would have to just double check to make sure I hadn't bought dinner and a show here. Is this some kind of like murder mystery <laughs> thing that I've stumbled upon? So I, I think I think it was Toya that did it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> De- Debbie's she glad that innocent. Leanne has bought into this now. She's uh... like, I
0: don't want to get involved in this drama. <laughs> yeah,
1: poor Toya, she's just sitting there looking very awkward, not knowing who do I back up here—my boyfriend or my, or my, my sister. sister? But
0: why, why would just you nobody back up your sister because she just out of nowhere starts having to go at Imran? Yeah, like, mind your own business and ask. Ask them what they want for dinner. Yeah. She, you don't need to be asking or telling somebody whether they're right or wrong. It,
1: it is very much in Leanne's personality to do it, but she she should have she should kept uh, a trap kept a trap shut in this. So um Toya later kind of creeps back to the office just to check his Imran okay and but he's oh. like I'm on the phone to somebody, it's very important. <laughs> yeah. I I don't yeah. I I found that completely unbelievable because from the past six months our experience is that for solicitors don't phone up people
0: no and don't care and don't have anything important always ready to drop everything at any point to do anything that isn't work.
1: Once this honestly, once this house is out of the way, we we could rant. We could you know give an Imran style Imran style rant about how awful our solicitor has Weird. been
0: are literally going to lodge a complaint. We,
1: we are. We are going to lodge a complaint Actually, against our solicitors, but we're going to wait no, until we move 1st we'll wait first. until we've
0: moved. Because, <laughs> because we don't the, want him
1: to say it's Uber.
0: To use the word incompetent would be rude to people that are incompetent
1: oh my gosh it's been terrible okay right so, I, I, in fact the whole of this story is unbelievable because Imran seems to be working very very hard and, and I don't cares. believe
0: that he cares yeah I don't believe I that think criminal um, never
1: mind Daniel and his half a day prepped to start his NQT know, year yeah. this Imran working hard was the most unbelievable bit about this I think it's a bit this. different
0: when it's somebody having to go to prison versus <laughs> conveyancing <laughs> anyway um, yeah, yeah so he, he has a go and says he, he did stand up toilet. for me because you're not usually short of things to say
1: Yeah. So she goes off very hurt. But then they have a nice makeup scene, thankfully, at the end. I
0: love this. I love how they can't be mad at each other because he comes home and she's there, like, moodily with a a glass of wine listening to, oh, I don't even know what music that was, (laughs)
2: like, being in a huff
0: with him. And, like, within five seconds, they're both like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's nice. I'm sorry, too. Yeah, but, 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 Toya offers a nice night in with him and watching whatever she wants on the telly. And he
0: can't. Um, But he
1: can't because he's got to do his work so
0: but to be fair she offered him hummus did she why what she him like i don't know
1: dripping bloody steak or some kind of like
0: there. petit saucisson
1: offer, offer herself would you like a, covered in hummus would you
0: like a shag on the sofa <laughs> sorry love i'm busy he would have said that would he oh, he would have been oh, like all right five man. minutes
1: it, <laughs> And then I'm back to it. I've, 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 I've it, it, we've, we've said before that I, I can't deal with Toya and Imran splitting up this year. I've already had my Jenny and Johnny. I've already had my Fizz and Tyrone. I
0: know it's going to be it's
1: bad for my mental health Tree. if these two split up. It's, it's like they're trees. it's like they're gunning for me. It's like mum and
0: daddy getting divorced. So
1: it it was nice that they did have that makeup scene, but she looked upset. slightly upset the fact well, that he turned down say, her nice offer. I'm of watching plumbers. this, myself
0: here, going, oh, join the club, Toya. What's that?
1: I thought that you might empathise with Toya Your, hus- your
0: husband slash boyfriend's too busy working in the evening to pay you attention. Well, join the club. <laughs> because this is yeah. just, a, this just seems I to be... I was definitely
1: ran in this situation. A short sure period
0: of time in which, it, you know, she, he doesn't want to eat hummus with her. You never want to eat hummus with me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I, do, do you think that they're going to go down the route of instability in, in their Battersby household...
0: I think this. I is really just, hope they don't. I honestly think this is just a plot device to sort of emphasise the fact that Imran is sort of the lone moral voice in this, on the street who is willing to entertain the fact that Kelly might not actually be the person who perpetrated this crime. Mm. And I think we're supposed to now view her and Imran as the underdogs. Therefore, I'm almost certain that it's going to turn out to have actually just been Corey who did this. And she somehow is a completely innocent bystander, which I don't buy.
1: Yeah, it'd be very interesting. Very interesting to, to hear what happens. Because she's been Unless... Kelly's been having flashbacks as the last we heard about, hasn't she? She, she can't actually
0: mum, remember no. herself no what happened which is convenient i don't know
1: how i don't know how the characters are going to reveal it but i know i guess we'll see no i'm i'm just being a bit because ev- the
0: thing is we the way it was depicted was that nina was chased away from the scene so the only people who witnessed what happened were
1: cory and ne- uh cory and kelly
0: and seb who is dead so this seb's going to come back as a ghost and tell everybody in the courtroom i don't see how we're actually going to work out
1: no. how this happened. Literally, what we because saw Nina was Seb on the floor there. and there was a good, solid five to ten seconds of kicking Unless and Nina Kelly came back. No, she didn't. She would have she, she said by now.
2: Well,
0: she doesn't remember. Mm, mm. I think that would be weak if that's what happened.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. Anyway... I'm just being very, very, very pessimistic about Imran and Toy, and I think that this isn't going to be the first time that Toy's going to have a nose put up at a joint and come second place to Imran's work. And although it's very honourable of him to do it, literally, if they split up, I'm going to be so bloody mad, I'm going to be fuming.
0: So whose fault would it be if they split up?
1: What, as in characters or just writers and producers and storyliners? Um. Well kelly's for being involved in it
0: i'm really interested in this because honestly if we were to ever get divorced it would be because you spend so much of your time working yeah it it would it
1: would be imran's fault right he really should have been admitting
0: that friday night
1: friday night he's not gonna solve anything he should have said i'm gonna park that for the moment
0: and do a podcast with you about your favorite TV show. I don't even know what. He, how hard is it? What work does he need to do? Michael, you are such an idiot. <laughs> this
1: is Especially what people if say to knows you. What's going on. This is what people say to you.
0: Oh, how hard is it? It's not even complicated. It's like oh, the, the, the you know history and pointing at a map to say which part of England is the south.
1: <laughs> he's, he's had this case for a long time.
0: They said already that he doesn't have the money to hire an extra person okay, to help.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So it'd be like you're not having a TA. His office
1: helper Leanne is now um, dishing out Against langoustines. Him. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: What work is he doing? I, so I if don't... you can't con- comprehend,
1: I, I'm 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 trepidatious about this story, but definitely looking forward to it carrying on next week. Fingers crossed. I don't assume it's going to carry on next week. Maybe. Finally, Gemma, we have our Vickers in a twi- Vickers in a tryst. What's going on with Grace and Michael?
0: Oh yeah. So James is still appealing about his arrest, but he hasn't got anything back about it. And Grace and Michael and James are all in the front room and getting on each other's nerves because she's fed up with living there. She wants to move out. James wants them to move. Ronnie and Michael are in the bistro later and Ronnie says, look, you need to decide whether or not you want to be with Grace because saying that you want... And he says... Well, the most important thing to me, Michael, is my child, Glory. And it seems to make sense to me that for her, the best thing to be is that if me, me and Grace were together. And Ronnie says, well, it's not really the best thing for her if you don't want to be with Grace. Mm. And he says, I don't really think I want to be with Grace then. And Glory is my main thing. And that's it. That
1: is it. And, and I literally, I don't think, any of this was necessary <laughs> all of those scenes apart from the moving out bit maybe had been we'd seen it before it had been played out in weeks before but i'm worried ronnie about grace i quite michael,
0: like her i just I, don't I, like like her like very problematic history
1: <laughs> she does um i ronnie had already told michael he needs to decide or somebody had already told michael he needs to decide so the whole stuff at the bistro today was i think completely unnecessary apart from to remind us what happened last time they could have done that on Monday. I'd rather that we'd had more of Bistro and Le- Leanne or, or Abby or something. Was, Michael, was, this is the weak link.
0: Michael and Tyrone are both two nice guys who are acting like a leaf in a river where they are being led wherever the current takes them as though they have no agency of their own. They have to decide what it is that they want. They can't keep playing and trying to please everybody and acting like they're being nice because they're not. Mm. Going along with what everybody else wants of you is not being nice, it's being weak and, and causing more problems yeah, down, yeah. down the line. Because I... he's stringing Grace along.
1: Yeah, yeah. And um, I think if she finds out, she, her psychopathic side might rise to the surface again.
2: Mm, maybe.
1: <laughs> I, just, I forgot, I've written down here as well, there was a, also another st- one scene of a story that I thought was going to turn into something, but Sarah Lou says to um, Ab- Adam that she wants to maybe try for a baby this week, doesn't she? So, you could have baby two for Sarah Lou coming soon. I just found... Baby ban- three. Hmm? This would
0: be a oh, third Billy, baby.
1: Billy, Billy. Yes, lest we forget.
0: Harry. What? Harry Platt.
1: Why? Oh, yeah, Harry. Yeah, that's her baby two. <laughs> it Harry.
0: is, it is, yes. So, yes. she's got three. This will be a third baby.
1: Yeah, yeah, but. Sorry she's got
0: two babies. That would be her second baby. Okay. No, I'm just saying. She's yes. got a grown up child and she's got a baby. Oh,
1: I forgot about Bethany. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever had any <laughs> Maybe three for Sarah Louise and also Billy. So this is actually the fourth child that she's been pregnant with. I forget. I forget. You know
0: what? It's hard to keep track.
1: It is. We have only literally just watched this as well, haven't we?
0: Let's not on the DVDs.
1: Well. Okay, fine. So um, I just found it quite fascinating that that Sarah Louise and Adam had some scenes together this week. Like that's about a bit of a novelty, isn't it?
0: I also found it weird, and I don't know, perhaps it's obviously a reflection of our bizarre relationship that we have, that she says, I want a baby, and his response is, oh, that's an intriguing prospect. Not like, God, that's a completely life-altering suggestion that you're making that requires me to think about this in... Maybe he's just going, well, I'm a man. It wouldn't involve me whatsoever. I think he is. He have seems like Have as many sort. kids as you want. Knock yourself out, love.
1: Well, this is what happened with, with, with his dad, doesn't it? This is Mike and Susan. Because Mike wanted Susan to have a baby. Yeah, exactly. And was That's like, and you can look right after way her. Of saying it,
0: right, Michael, as well. Like, I want you to have a child. Yeah. But I will s- if Mike was
1: like, Susan, I don't want you to work. I want, I want you he." Know, Oh, what was it, Mike, that wanted? or was it Susan that wanted a baby? I can't. No,
0: he wanted her to have a baby, and she did didn't. I think. And yeah, yeah, that's anyway. right,
1: that's right. Yeah, she did anyway, and and then she had an abortion, and then it turned out she didn't, and that's how we get Adam.
0: And maybe the history will repeat
1: itself. Yeah, maybe, no. maybe. So, um, that is it for the week. And I, I, I still stand by the fact that I thought, on the whole, it was a very strong week. Just let down a little bit on Friday. There were some fantastic scenes this week. I loved the Fizz and Tyrone together. Obviously, the kiss was the last one on the cake for me. The, all the all the tension in the build-up to the trial was amazing. Tyrone uh, reporting uh, hope. I didn't know that was going to happen. I loved it. Yeah. Evelyn was brilliant. Fizz. I, Fizz can do no wrong even when she clearly is doing wrong <laughs> and saying and, and confessing to a crime she didn't commit just to spare hope help that she needs. I still <laughs> I, I love her. Um I thought that Daisy getting a bit of characterisation was very overdue and very much needed this week. Nice to have more Ryan in it. Sally, brilliant on the campaign trail. I loved her little thing round the table with Aggie. Debbie, Leanne, perfect partnership at the Bistro. Abby and Brian, brilliant scene there. Um, and and we, got, we actually got Imran and Toya in scenes together, which is a bit of a rare thing as well, hopefully a sign of, of more to come. Um, wasn't too sure, well, I was very sure that I didn't like the insinuation that Jenny still is holding a court torch for Ronnie. Um, and like I said, I'm a bit pessimistic about the, the future for Imran and Toya, but... Um, no! Good week. Um, I wanted to say
0: one thing about the Sally and um, Aggie scene about them running around the table together. Um, It felt to me as though Corey was confident in the fact that they were lifting restrictions on how far away actors could be. So they felt confident enough to make fun of That's what it felt like. It felt like a scene making fun of social distancing. It
1: did a bit. And it
0: felt like they were finally in a place where they could say, we can laugh about this because Mm. it's in the past.
1: I mean, we even in the Rovers this week, we seem to have more characters in. Like, there were some background drinkers in one scene. Not many. But um, enough to
0: keep Jenny's tills ringing.
1: uh, Enough to make me go, ooh, are are they moving away? I mean, we are past Freedom Day. Um, but I don't know when. I don't know when some of this was filmed, and it, it yeah, it could be a sign of of things to come because Cory desperately well, just needs because, to get back to normal. You know, Boris uh, from a Johnson viewer's point of view.
0: declares, you know, the legal. Oh yeah, I know. There, the, there's two different things. There's the legal requirements. There's also health and safety regulations and duty of care to your employees, which I would hope that ITV. Would oh, absolutely. That's to. that's most
1: important. And it's not like,
0: just a case of, you know, all of our all of our staff are. Double jabbed, healthy, and you know, ready to go. They've got a range of different people with different health needs, and
2: mm.
0: probably not everybody's double jabbed because they've got a lot of young people who aren't necessarily have had their jabs yet. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Definitely. So
0: I'm not. I um. I I I'm not in a rush. I don't. It doesn't bother me. I I don't really mind.
1: It's it's bothering me a little bit more now. It doesn't but... bother me at all. Mm. Okay, I am going to give this story um
0: <laughs> this week this
1: week sorry
0: um i'm intrigued i can't wait to hear what you're gonna give it
1: i'm going to give it four four yeah four what should i give it four though
0: um so many good ones I mean,
1: step skanks is probably the easy obvious one isn't it it's quite a good one i'm gonna give it four slightly confused catalogue models out of five which is uh, i can't remember who got I've written that quote down, but I can't remember who it was, who it was A lot of these I don't to. recognise
0: when we come back to them. I agree with you. I think this was a four-week, and I want to give it... Could have
1: been four and a half, but it wasn't.
0: Four poncy coffees and a grazing board, which was what Leanne said that they were going to sell in their posh uh, yes. Northern Quarter Cafe. Fine,
1: fine, fine. Character of the Use Week is a really tough week. one. Because I... As, as, although the best scene of the week to me was probably the, the Abby and Brian one. I don't yeah. know whether they've done enough, I don't know whether they were important enough players in the week to get character no, of the week. No, they weren't even in I'd the love B-story. to be able to, I, I don't think Brian has ever, you know, been character of the week. Um,
0: I don't see this being the start of his...
1: No, I don't at all. I really don't at either. all. But thank you, thank you, Coronation Street, for Whoever giving came him up the with opportunity. That idea.
0: The, other que- the question is also, and I wonder about this, whether, because we know in the past, actors have been swapped out of scenes mm. because the, the person who was supposed to be doing it
2: wasn't
0: available. Time, yeah. I find Brian to be such a, an odd choice that I wouldn't be surprised if it turned out he was the last minute substitution. No, I do But don't. it does make sense, logically, from the perspective that he helped her with yeah. her English.
1: Yeah, I, I think... I think that. Well, I'm
0: just saying. Hard. I think it's worth pointing out sometimes. Yeah. And if, it, if that were the case, which I'm not saying at all, I don't know, mm. um, if that were the case, it's even more amazing.
1: Yeah. Um, right. But even, I think the other, I don't want to necessarily give it to anyone in the Tyrone and Fizz story because both of them were, both characters were flawed and Wally's, exactly, just right, in their own ways. Hope didn't actually have a whole load to do this week. Evelyn was great, but I don't think this, this was enough of a, even central week to make it her it's a
0: really tough one because
1: leanne and debbie were both great but again minor characters and i can't give it to leanne after having a go at imran today
0: i will actually i think i'll give it to debbie because i really liked her chancing everything with this that was phone really call good and then admitting it completely like unashamedly a, i like, love yep, that i did that it was me i'd do it again if i had a chance <laughs> and i liked the um the play between leanne and and debbie where they were sort of Um, being quite mature with each other and able to sort of negotiate a professional exchange without...
1: Yeah. You know what? There's so so many here that because the Tyrone and Fizz story dominated, most everything else were kind of bit parts to the week. Like, do I give it to Sally because she was great? Mm, I'm not... Do I give it to Fergus because he was good on Monday? And no, I can't. I think Sally's so. a pretty
0: strong contender. I'm. No, I'm
1: going to give it to Brian. I am going to give it to Brian. Okay. It with it in this he had like three scenes,
0: but he was great. He
1: was so so amazing. And um, if you know, if anybody at Corrie is listening and is hearing me awarding Brian character of the week for you giving him. That's to do, and maybe he gets more opportunity to do something like
0: that. Can I just say, I thought this was brilliant, he was perfect, he did a great job. But, like I said before, this is. I've said this before about other other comedy characters that have been given serious stuff to do. Don't make the mistake of thinking, because the actor can pull it off, that that is what we want from the character. And they've made this mistake with mary and emma but they've given them stuff that the actor can can rise to but not what we want from either of these characters they gave emma a dead dad a dead dog Mm. and what else do you add i can't remember
1: Well, you should have two dead dogs, your own dead dog, and Ken's dead dog.
0: And a nearly dead um, boyfriend in Curtis. Oh, yeah, what's
1: going on there? That's the the other thing about the Bistro, because so far, Curtis and Danny are the only other characters, main characters that are working at the Bistro, and neither of them are anything. So maybe now we've got Leanne and Nick working there, we'll get a bit of development of characters for those two. Maybe. No, I think that that's... I don't agree with that comparison, because we had Emma as a comedy character that has been given this serious material and who was the other person that you said mary but i think that especially in emma's case she was very very good at being funny and it's kind of a shame that she's been given a bit more serious stuff to do now brian at the moment though i don't think is necessarily that great at being funny
2: I, I used what you're to saying. love
1: Brian in his first they've waned
0: stint, somewhat and it,
1: when he was in the, with the John Stape stuff ten years ago, when he was with Julie, he was one of my favorites, and I was so excited when I heard that when Peter Gummers coming back. When Julie and
0: Brian left, I was devastated because yeah. they were great.
1: Yeah, but since he's come back, however long it was five years, he's Bligh. not. They've not quite recaptured what was great about Brian, and and this week wasn't it. I I, I can't no. remember. It's been so long now. But why I like Brian? This so wasn't much a
0: typified. Brian It's no. sort like a Brian centric scene.
1: No, so I'd rather see more of so this is what I'm looking at and saying, yes, you've given him serious stuff and I like it, whereas with Ember, it's like, Oh you're giving him serious stuff and oh it's really, really good, but I don't want, want more that of part. that. I'd I'd have I'd rather have much more have more of this sort of stuff than Brian than the sort of buffoonish silliness that, that he's been getting. I get you. The the other I mean the other thing with Brian this year, my two favourite Brian moments of this year was this and the time when he tells um Kathy he loves her. After he goes and gets her from her hidey hole in, um, in Yasmin's house and they have a proper serious heart to heart. And that was lovely.
0: What are they doing with Brian? Are they going to make him a serious character?
1: I, 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 don't, I don't have any confidence that they thing are. The thing is,
0: but... it, gets, it gets to a certain stage in Coronation Street where, as a man, once you get past a certain age, you become a buffoon.
1: Yeah, well, it's um, happening to Steve, it's happening to Tim. And it's Dev. Ha- yeah, Dev's still Morris. putting it off ma- masterfully, though. Tell you what, if this week had maybe swapped out... Even can a th-
0: to a certain extent.
1: I think I think if this, this week had swapped out the Daisy story, I'm going to say, for some Alahan stuff, oh, that would have been...
2: More week.
1: There's nothing particularly wrong with the Daisy thing, and like I said, giving her character was good, but... Oh, if, if this had had Asher and, and Ardi and Dev in a story mwah,
0: I'm I am a la <laughs> Um,
1: so we've got our scores now haven't we we've yeah, got we our characters of the week I, yeah. I think that's it we can so, move um, on I think I think it's time to move on Okay, we got some news and I need to make sure I remember to start off this news um part by saying thank you very much to Rebecca, listener Rebecca who has taken on the task of being my news hound again after my little little moan last week on the podcast that I think I was getting spoiled too much when researching the news for it. And so I have stayed well away of all the news sites and the, and the digital spy I've been still having a bit of a scroll through Twitter I think I, I saw one spoiler for next week when I was Michael, looking on Twitter Michael,
0: Rebecca's working really hard and you're just looking at Twitter
1: I'm, I'm, I'm really trying not to but oh not people are thinking about things um, but yeah it's been really really good so Re- Rebecca has, has been um, sending us the curry news so I've still been keeping up to date with what's going on Thank including you, the first thing this week which is the National Television Awards shortlist um, so i could kind of uh, forgotten about the National Television Awards happening because this is usually the uh, the January um, ev- uh, ceremony event. event, isn't it? And Coronation Street will often do... A- Big ish events happening in the third week of January,
0: and you can buy tickets. Very expensive tickets. Yes, Remember, you can. I was looking into it, and you can get like the the star treatment ticket where mm. you get to walk on the red carpet I and know, have I know. champagne. But
1: because of you know what has been happening recently, um, NTA's are September this year. It's going to be on live on itb on September the ninth at half past seven. But i it's also got me wondering. Oh, is, is Coronation Street going to be going to be doing a, an NTA week? Big exciting sort of week happening at the beginning of September and it certainly looks like this trial that's ramping up mm-hmm. could be coming to some kind of climax or something in that week. So um, a couple of weeks' time, keep an eye out for that. But not before you vote in the National Television Awards at com slash vote and you have got um, oh, a, bit of a, a bit of a decision to make, isn't it? And the serial drama performance um, category because going up against... Danny Dyer and some bloke from Hollyoaks—I don't know who it is—is is Molly Gallagher and Conversation Street's own Sally Carmen. Oh my god! This is a tough decision. This I is think really hard. That they, they've both done a fantastic job this year. I think. I mean, how uh, do you pick? I, I I pick that by the fact that Sally Carmen was very good to me and texted me a voice clip of herself to include in the podcast today. That goes a long way and I think I think that although Molly has been fantastic this year, I think we've maybe seen a bit more of Abby. We've seen a bit maybe a bit more range than Abby i I don't know I just it it is a- it's really 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 tough. I think that I think that Sally Carmen is absolutely one of the best actresses that we have in Coronation Street at the moment, and I'm not saying that Molly isn't, but if you were to say. Who are the, you know... Who
0: stands out.
1: Who stands out. I would say Sally's name before I would say Molly's. Molly has had a brilliant turnaround for the characters. She came she's in and great. was really quite interesting. Then they didn't really know what to do with her yep. other than dispensing Flandered Sark a for a year last year. Right, and, on spoons. and this year she's been brilliant. But the story's... Rah. So I am going to vote miss. for Sally on this one. Sorry, Molly. It's
0: Both so hard. Brilliant. I, I can't So, pick.
1: so, so good. I'm
0: going to vote for Danny Dyer
1: don't you bloody dare um, but there is the risk of splitting <laughs> the Bidding vote the with vote. the Cory fans here doing it again. I mean they, whenever they bring out these lists and it's like oh Coronation Street leads the nominations which does sometimes happen it's like great but doesn't all these help. Denders fans are going to be voting for but Danny what, Dyer and all We have not know about the Emmerdale fans
0: look back on all the times that Corrie had a double nomination I know and see whether it actually did affect
1: I think sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't Ooh. but
0: um what an interesting My motivation. heart
1: says Sal for this one. Um, now, luckily, I don't have to make any such decisions with the newcomer, um, which we've got Jude Riordan who plays lovely little Sam. Mm-hmm. He's nominated there. That, you know, I'm pretty chuffed by that. It's weird. They have, I, I don't know whether I've remarked this in the past, but newcomer is all soap actors and actresses, and I'm pretty sure it always is, but it's not called best serial drama newcomer. It should be, newcom- shouldn't it? I think maybe there's casualty in there but sometimes casualty gets lumped in with the soaps casualty anyway doesn't casualty wins the it? BAFTA
0: for best serial TV yeah. um,
1: anyway absolutely make sure you're clicking on that Jude Jordan box when you go to um, nationaltvawards.com to vote and, and of course Coronation Street is up for serial drama I'll well, say of course but you know, not, not all the soaps have made it I can't remember which one isn't up there this year Doctor's no, it's obviously, that's not going to get good there. It's <laughs> cut is either Emma Dale or EastEnders that aren't there, I think. But anyway, Corrie's there. Corrie's always there. So give that a vote. You do not have long because this award ceremony is happening in a couple of weeks. So get clicking away and um, tell them we sent you.
0: To add, also, if you would like to get a voice message from Sally Carmen, just like Michael did today, you can go to her Twitter and find her cameo. Link. Oh, yes,
1: you've got to be quick though. So this has been quite fun this week, hasn't it? Both Georgia Taylor and Sally Carmen, friends of the podcast, both of them have joined Cameo, which is the video recording thing it's where
0: celebrities re- to um to send messages to their fans.
1: It's generally to earn a bit on the side. By recording video messages when requested to do so by fans. Yeah.
0: And they have joined in order to raise money for charity. And I forgot the name of the charity. Love something?
1: <laughs> it's a very important one. It's to do with Afghanistan. You have Af- a look for that and I'm going to talk about it. Yeah, it's it it's raising money for the women of Afghanistan because of what's going on at the moment oh, there. Oh, dear. Um Georgia Taylor joined. What was it? Wednesday to Thursday was it? Thursday to Friday. I can't remember. Forty-eight hours, and you could um, you could write in and say, "I want you to say a message, say an happy birthday yes. to me, Nan." And um, just this evening, Sally Carmen um, joined it. So if you're listening to this podcast on Saturday um, or you know, Sunday morning, and you would fancy getting lovely mm. Sally Carmen to write you a message, then you can go along to Cameo. Com and um and put a request in for 30 pounds
0: so the charity is called choose love at choose love and it is working with people fleeing war persecution and climate change and obviously their focus currently is for afghani refugees from afghanistan because i don't know if you've noticed but it's a bit fraught yes i think that's I'm putting it. a word yeah that may or not be applicable.
1: Can I say? Can I thank anybody that might be listening that also did ask either Georgia or have asked Sally to do a message for you? Yes, them.
0: join in if you've got if you've got spare cash and you want to donate it to charity. That's a really fun way of not having to run somewhere <laughs> and also to support a cause, yes. which is a really lovely one. Um, I I think that it's not specifically Afghanistan, but it's all kinds of different. Um, uh, different people from different places so it's not just for that um, I don't know that they specifically earmark money for specific causes but that charity yeah. helps people from all different places yeah. and it's very really important and it's really lovely of um, George Taylor and Sunny Carmen to support charity I think it's a really cool way of doing it as well because we know we've, we've um, uh, lots of different charity uh, functions and things that celebrities do um, this one is a bit a bit fun because you get
1: something back yeah exactly you can show your friends go look i mean well yeah it'd be lovely it's better for, for a relative to get a, an unexpected message that sort of thing but yeah anyway um item number three on our news this week um is that there is new coronation street merch available do, 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 do. at itvshop.co.uk it's basically it's appeared launched. on sunday night out yeah. of nowhere we like what the, the itv shop has been around for a while but um yeah, now there are Coronation Street things on it and this is what you can win in our Twitter competition right. which is ongoing um, up until next Friday. We mentioned it at the beginning of the podcast but I will say again if you would like to get your hands on one of these pieces of merchandise all you need to do is find our tweet, like it, retweet it, reply to it. Um,
0: with your with top your nine top characters. Nine characters. you Coronation don't need to Street make characters. a picture out of it. You don't need to overcomplicate things you can can literally just give us your top nine characters writing them down but if you want to worldwide be a bit more fun with it and do a picture feel free we want everyone to enter we'll send the item wherever you live as long as it's not going to be like yeah
1: nobody living on the moon please
0: as long as we can afford the postage which i'm fairly confident that we can um Mm. we will send you your prize and you can pick one of any of the range there's only six items yes there are two aprons, there are two tea towels, and there are two tote bags.
1: Yeah, I don't want to make this about the competition necessarily, but...
0: That's what you can Go and enter the competition. So the aprons... So, let's just talk about the range. So I, this you, is
1: cool. I, I was really cool. happy to see this. And there
0: are two different... I think there are two different styles. There's the... Out of... There's the in-the-world in, 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 the world in stuff, There's
1: in-universe merch. Which is what
0: I really like. This is my favourite category of merchandise. You can always sucker me in with something from in-world and there's also the I'm a meta. Corey fan. There's the meta stuff. Yeah. So um, the aprons are £14 each. There's a Roy's Rolls one. And this is, is basically, it's a replica like of the Roy's Rolls
1: yeah, apron.
0: They could have done a Nina one. They would have sold loads. Oh,
1: yeah. A Nina Skull one.
0: Um, and a Bet Gilroy one, which is a leopard print with a quote. Which yes. Was the,
1: um, the, it's not a smile. It's a lid on a scream. Classic. Yeah.
0: There's a tea towel one, um, which is a Rovers Return branded. Mm-hmm one uh, green, green and yeah. you know the
1: logo. And there's
0: also a meta one which there's is a, I'll do it after coronation. Yeah, there's Street. a bright,
1: bright orange one.
0: Stolen our colour.
1: <laughs> it is that as is, there is Conversation Street Orange, that tale, isn't it? I don't I think remember we need to have a word why we with it.
0: Orange in the first place. I don't remember No, it's of the bricks.
1: It? It's supposed to be. I thought the, we just
0: said that orange was a color that not many people. Had no, because originally
1: for the podcast, the logo that we have now, we didn't have. We That's had true. it Flying against, yeah, it against a brick bricks. wall. And I didn't want it to be about against brown, so I went with orange. Bit of podcast Ooh, I'm Sorry, on ninth I did not know budget. that.
0: I'm learning every day. Um, Tote bags. Uh, uh, Roy's rolls one again, similar to the um, the apron. They're twelve pounds each, and the other one is a Bet Gear Roy one, which is also similar. Same to the apron. quote,
1: yeah. So you, I, I didn't know whether you'd like the Bet one, but when you had a look at it, it's really like it's not for me
0: i it's only because it is an an out of world if it was like literally just beck gilroy with like a leopard print and it had like her initials or something yeah i'd be like i want two in case one of them gets broken
1: (laughs) but speaking of the orange on the tea towel i watched an interesting youtube video a couple of weeks ago about copywriting colors and it was an american video as you know about you if yeah. two companies that are selling the same thing use the same it's shade the context, of color, you're not allowed to do that.
0: Yeah, it's not the color necessarily; it's the color in the context. Yeah, of... so
1: like the one of the examples in the video is about the shade of teal or whatever it is that Tiffany uh, uses, and if another jewelry yeah. company came and used that exact blue. shade of of it, then they'd get in trouble for it. So, um, yeah, you, you you're lucky that we're not coming after you with our lawyers. But I mean, our solicitor, as we said, <laughs> is already Bit pretty busy useless. with our house stuff at the moment.
0: Yes, because I want to say about that color. Tiffany color. Yeah. The the that is a very very similar color to Fortnum & Mason's kind of duck egg bluey teal. It is. Actually, and isn't they're it? both yeah. quite posh. But they both get away with using that same color. It's a different. And thing. also, here's another interesting fact about posh things and orange. We'll
1: <laughs> get back to Cory News. at the During bit,
0: the war, apparently, um Hermes, the very famous um high-end bag maker that started off as an equestrian um you know leather leather maker oh. who sells their birkins for like 100 grand each the reason why they have orange boxes is because there was a shortage of almost every other color during the war oh, right.
2: interesting. and here's another fact I'm, I'm about wearing shortages orange
0: boxes today Gross. there's another interesting <laughs> fact i learned this from jeremy clarkson's farm show on amazon prime do you guys remember if you live in this country during lockdown when you couldn't get hold of bloody eggs anywhere yeah and i was like why what's happened to chickens why are chicken's affected by coronavirus apparently it's because there were only three egg box makers in the whole of europe and two of them shut down and that's why nobody could get eggs what a scandal
1: that is good news um, so save
0: your egg boxes for the have, next
1: time around as well as ordering some um merch for the competition we have ordered ourselves a roy's roll apron i don't know whether you're going to try and use it to trick me into cooking sometimes um we've I'll or- video you <laughs> Well, we, I did do that Maureen Lipman cook along last year, didn't I?
0: And we made a hot pot. Yes.
1: Um, I've, I've ordered a Rover's return tea towel. I think it's one of those like thin tea towels rather than the fluffy ones yeah. that I like. Um, and we've ordered a Rolls Royce tote bag as well. So hopefully that's going to come in the post next week. It said like within 10 working days, so it could be the week after next. Hope we don't move. <laughs> Hope we don't move. And, um, and the 90 and the year old woman that's moving into our house manages Just to snag it. herself some Corrie merch. Um, but yeah, we'll do some kind of unboxing or something like that on, when, when it comes. I
0: think this is absolutely brilliant. I think there are so many more.
1: That things I hope it's the beginning.
0: I wonder how what whether they had a focus group or anything about who what would people actually want so to buy. So, what
1: other in universe merch would you like? I mean, there are so many businesses on Coronation Street. I mean, you could get your speed dial apron. You could get. Um, <laughs> okay what else have we got how about a
0: takeaway pasta I,
1: I, I i've just realized at school i do have another coronation street branded pizza it's a costa mug yeah <laughs> secretly coronation street that
0: <laughs> i mean literally you could just have brick the bricks and the coronation street street sign on everything from like you you know you say a thermos mug flask thing. But that's
1: not in universe, is it?
0: No, it isn't, but I think that would I am actually quite surprised that they've got Bet Gilroy of all people. Um I don't I, I obviously she's a massive icon, but who are they selling it to? Yeah. This is what I'm really interested in and I'm I'm hope, hoping that people will buy this and it will make them sort of sell more stuff because I, I honestly think that there are, there's so much potential. But it's to, a question of what are you going to actually sell? I want to
1: buy a Hope State branded box of matches. Me too. Yeah. Um, Go also,
0: with, like, the quote. She didn't need a quote anyway.
1: Would you buy a pair of sexy undies if I had a little tag that said Underworld on?
0: They really could do that. Would like you buy one, though? I would I'd buy I'd, that before I would buy a Bet Gilroy quote apron.
1: Mm. Oh, I really hope this is the beginning of something, but I, I don't know. Um, um,
0: what else would I buy? I want a crying boy to stand outside oh, our new house.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, we live <laughs> here now.
0: Right. Um, next, We've
1: moved. Next bit of news. Richard Hawley is doing something charitable at the yeah, moment. Yeah, They're so all
0: out doing it. He's,
1: he's off doing a walk. In fact, he's, 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 he's going on right now. So he and um, a lady called Nina Chesworth... And I don't know whether Richard's doing all of this walk with her or just part of it, but Nina's doing a 100-mile walk across Manchester. This is, the, this is over 10 days to raise awareness of Charles Bonnet syndrome. So this is... Charles Bonnet. Sorry, Charles Bonnet. I don't know. No, you might be right. I, I'm, the, I'm just a pleb. Um, so this is... Plebe. This is what Johnny had, or similar to what he had when he was in prison earlier this year, and he had his problem with the blindness, and to compensate, his eyes were...
0: Making stuff
1: up, hallucinations. But I just want to
0: add this: this is what your brain does anyway, and I don't think people realize that a lot of what you actually are looking at is your brain going, "Yeah, that's probably that's what probably that is." That's probably what goes
1: there. Yeah. So, so um, Nina um, lost her sight in her twenties. She's like thirty-nine now, I think. She had an accident at work, and she constantly has hallucinations of things. Some of it's just like colors or shapes, but she's also seeing like angry, snarling animals, zombies. Um coming at her and that these this is like constantly plaguing her. Mm-hmm. So she's is doing this walk to try and raise awareness and, and money for it. And because He's Richard Hawley's some way of
0: yeah, yeah, because
1: like, Johnny's story was um in, inspired by this, mm-hmm. um Richard is very nicely really going along with it. Cool. So it started last Friday, it finishes on Sunday in a couple of days' time. Um so that's
0: like ten miles for 10, every ten every day. Yeah. That's a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the the charity is called Esme's Umbrella and um and, and that's who Cory worked with to to research um CBS for the Cory story. So I I was just really happy to see Richmond, oh, sorry. I was happy to see Richard Hawley in the news and, and doing something. Like I was happy to see him pop up at the bar at the Rovers last week.
0: I think this is a great cause. Oh it wins. I don't know how it's you real. can support it. How can you support it?
1: Um Search as me umbrella.
0: Okay, good idea. And
1: you can and you can find it, or you can go along and cheer them on. If if you if you look for the news articles about it, you can see where they're you know, where, where they're, they're going, going and everything, and where they're finishing awesome. on Sunday at least. Anyway, or again, I don't know how much of this Richard is doing, but anyway, I good luck. This this warm my cockles when um when Re- when Rebecca sent me this one this week. Nice
0: thing to um a good thing to raise money for, and um I like walking. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Your your ankle, just in case anyone knows wants to know, is pretty much on the mend now, isn't it? Th- it's much not perfect. Did. I don't.
0: Th- I can't. Yeah.
1: We did do a lot of walking in um, London last week, we and you didn't so pass much out or walking. anything. Finally, if you like things with ex-Coronation Street cast members in, then you may want to watch Everybody's Talking About Jamie, which is a film coming to Amazon Prime Video um, in the autumn, I think.
0: Based on the musical of the same name.
1: Yes. So um, Sarah Lancashire and Shobna Gulati are going to be in this. So Sarah Lancashire, who played Raquel, and Shobna, who played Sunita. So I, I I, really don't know very much about this at all, but I heard a lot about it when it was on... I can't remember whether any ex-Coronation Street Cast Yeah, I I think I,
0: Hayley I think Hailey Tamadden
1: was a teacher in this actually. Speaking of which, we watched um Eaten by Lions the other day, yeah, didn't we? we did. Which is the film that she was in. Yeah. Uh, so that was great. I just I love Hayley Tamadden so we'll much. I love her too. Why isn't she in everything? Why isn't she back in Coronation Street? But anyway, so um it the, the story is about this sixteen-year-old um boy called Jamie who wants to become a, a drag queen rather than having a you know a proper career career in inverted commas. Um, and Sarah's, Sarah Lancashire is going to be playing his mum and, um, Shobiner is playing a character called Ray. I don't know who that is because I don't know the story, but, um, yeah, this was inspired by a real life story, um, about somebody called Jamie New, who was, um, the subject of a TV documentary in 2011. I hear it's very, very good. It's got rave reviews and everything. Even like when we go to L- when we were in London last week, you saw posters for everybody's talking about Jamie, um, Comedy fans Prime. may want to look out for it if you know and like the story. Maybe we will even check it out ourselves because everybody's talking about it. That's it for news this week, I think. Um if there is if that if I'm missing anything um huge, blame Rebecca, but I'm sure that she has done
0: God damn. a fantastic
1: job. No, honestly, I'm so 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 grateful that she's um jumped in this. Stop looking to do at this. Twitter then. I I, I, I will I'll do my best, honestly, I promise. I I didn't know very much coming into this week's Coronation Street. Um, yes. So I, w- I was pleased with how it's It's going.
0: like being a conscientious, conscientious objector, but popping off a few machine guns at people, just, you know, because you're bored. Yeah,
1: yeah. Right, let's get on with our feedback. Okay, feedback. We've got quite a lot of feedback Let's see. This is good, this is good. Um, Average score for last week's Coronation Street, according to the fine folks of our Facebook group, was 3.45 out of 5. So they thought it was okay. Judith, for example, gave it three and a half bags of rubbish that would make Good Cousin It costumes for Halloween out of five. (laughs) Whereas Max gave it three napkins containing disappointing offers out of five. Richard was my pick of the week this week. He gave it four tasty fishy kind of fish burgers out of (laughs) five. Thank you very, very much to everybody who voted. And I did have to pause the podcast recording for 10 minutes there because we just got to record the VUVAC section and I realised that I hadn't collated my results for that. Shocking and shoddy work. What am I, some kind of solicitor? Time to read out what feedback people are giving. Philip says, hi guys. Hi. How are you doing?
0: I'm alright, how
1: are you? I'm okay, I'm Okay. Philip is from Montreal, in Quebec, in Canada, and he says, I just want to say, enjoy your podcast. Lovely. And he catches it whenever he can. He says, I found out about it through the Corrie blog. I have to say, it's very enjoyable. I have been watching Corrie with my family for a long time, around the time of Doug Murray. Gosh, that is a long time ago. It is like a Canadian institution, Oh, we know. Now, one small question I had concerning the recent years is, do you think there are just so many characters at present that it's hard to keep track of who's regular and who's recurring? There have been quite a few new faces this year and they all seem to... who seem to be regulars going by articles and Twitter. You have Ronnie, Curtis, Danny, Phil, Fergus, Laura. You've got previous characters who've returned like Debbie, Natasha, Sharon. You also have a stable of frequent characters like Elaine, Carol, um, which was Sean's homeless friend, um, Tommy O, Danielle, which was... um, It was the person that Curtis was hanging around. Oh, yeah. Um... And then he says these are people that are somewhat attached to regular characters who come and go when the storyline dictates. There's also Frida who is back with Gemma and Chesney and people are wanting Spider to return too. It just seems like they bring in these new characters to test the waters and then some of them end up coming back and stagnate for a while like Moira, Moira stagnating, day, who came on as a short-term role. People liked her and she started to get a friendship with Liz and a backstory and then she left with Jim Moir, Colin, then returned and only appeared very infrequently only to disappear around the beginning of COVID. But then that was, almost, that was most likely due to her allegiance to the Archers. Also, you had Alina who ended up her first stint saying goodbye to Seb. He soon falls for Emma. Alina returns, find that Seb has moved on. Seb is torn between Alina and Emma, and then it turns out that the girl's friendship remains, and Seb moves on to Nina, and Alina becomes Tyrone's fancy piece. And what's Debbie done since De- Ray was arrested? At least we got an answer to that Ballade this week. Pollock. Um, So, I don't know, do you... Ah, uh, so do you distinguish very much between who's a main and who's a regular and who's a recurring or anything like that, Gemma?
0: This really interested me because I really it made me realise I don't. I I have regulars in my head, who are just always there, and then I and then I don't know.
1: Whenever a Guest character stars, comes in, sometimes you kind of get the feeling like, oh, they're just here.
0: They're, for that they're just
1: they're just here for this story. We're not going to see much of them, then, and sometimes they stay. Yeah, but then
0: sometimes I'll watch them like like I did with Abby the first time and say, gosh, I hope that they bring her back. Because yeah. in my mind, I always sort of picture this character's in this story that will be on for like three months or whatever. And then you know that they've got this contract that's a limited contract for a period of time. And then you think, well, I hope that they the writers go, that was popular. Let's see if they're available and what we can do for a story mm. and bring them back that's almost always how it goes yeah. you'll get a character who's in it for a short amount of time and they go away and and then they might come back if there was a positive reaction that's yeah. why it's important if you like somebody and you've got a social media account or something if you really like them and think they're good mm. it is worth saying because I, I, you know I don't know how much of a metric they they you know how much stock they take of social media, but it can't hurt.
1: I wonder, like, with some of the police officers, because some of them come back... and you I see, know. Like, it's weird, isn't it? We, the moment we've got Abney working this case, yeah. and we saw her McKinnon? last year. We haven't seen McKinnon for a little while, but she, McKinnon's had, like, maybe three stints, maybe, hasn't yeah. she? Yeah,
0: but it's also not just down to, oh, you know, oh, well, that character didn't come back, it must be because they weren't popular. Sometimes mm. it's literally... The actor is not available. Yeah, you don't yeah. just sit round like in a in a stasis chamber waiting for Coronation Street to phone mm. them back up again. I mean,
1: sometimes you get characters that are regular characters that they still don't ever seem to know what to do with, and no. it's almost just like they're waiting for the contract to run out. I don't know what yeah. I don't know what That's the status. Kind of what happened with Freddie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really was with Freddie, wasn't it, Freddie Smith? I, it's like with what happened with Elaine. She was one that. When when she oh, came it's... in, I was like, Oh, she's probably just gonna be in for this little bit and then they carried on with her for what felt like longer than it needed to and I, and I liked her at the beginning, but I was I was a bit, you know, not too bothered when she left at the end. But
0: Well, when we move house we'll make a big board and it will be like that scene in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia um and it will have red red string all over it and we'll have like a section. And we can maybe we'll combine it with the Churchill bunker, and we can have a little stick (laughs) to push the characters into the like main section from recurring mm.
1: you also have like the kids like th- these characters that are you know they're not going anywhere anytime soon but are also very rarely in it do they count yeah. as regulars i used what to always
0: Peanut?
1: i used to used to go by what was on the um com slash curry website where on the characters page they would have the proper regular regulars but now there's even like tommy orpington, yeah, tommy is, orpington is on orpington. there which yeah. is bizarre and, and dr gaddis as well she's yeah, not a... dr
0: gaddis is a bit of an enigma isn't she
1: yeah because she is the doctor, the go-to doctor, and it's not like the policeman where they sometimes have another doctor, it's no. like, it's always her. It's
0: almost always her. Yeah,
1: or, or somebody at a hospital if they need to go to hospital. But Doctor hospital. It's interesting. I mean, I, I did a little look on Corypedia to see how they distinguish it and there's a there's a page there that says um an actor is generally considered part of the regular cast when their character appears as one of the main residents of a house in the street for at least a few months and or appears consistently for a period of about a year. Sometimes an actor is promoted to regular when their character is heavily involved in multiple storylines, which often causes their character to develop and become established. In contrast, other characters are introduced for a single storyline, serve their purpose and leave occasionally a character may seem to have appeared in a large amount of episodes and still be deemed a guest this is often because their character is involved in a single ongoing storyline and likely appears frequently in a short period on the other hand some regular characters appear less frequently but for longer often living in the street at the same time so it's very very complicated and confusing isn't it Ray's another one as well that like he Ray Crosby came in definitely very guesty um and then he got the bistro and I was like, oh, what's going on there? Is yeah. he staying? But then we didn't see a whole lot of him for a lot of last year. And I think, I think he's still on the web page, So I don't know whether we will see Ray again. It felt like his story was a little unfinished. I, I don't know whether we found out what happened to him in the end. We know that Faye got thrown in prison and literally everybody forgot about her straight away. Okay. Exactly, exactly. So um, mm. I don't know, um, Philip, is the answer well, to that one. Well,
0: Coropedia also says, generally when actors' long-term contractors you need they become part of the regular cast. However, if they leave at the end of their initial contract, they would most likely be considered a guest. This is an issue with older actor contracts, since it's harder to find details of them from the past, whilst for more recent characters, it's easier. And I think I probably agree with this, that the contracts are the key, yeah. but they are often, you know, probably rightfully so private
1: absolutely yeah
0: and often you know you'll hear so and so uh, you only hear about it when it's somebody that you already knew was in it is getting their contract renewed for another year or something mm. that's a pretty sort of easy way of working out whether somebody is a Regular.
1: Yeah, I mean, you sometimes get the odd surprise. Like Sue Devaney earlier this year, you found that there was, I don't know, March time, it's like she's got her contract renewed, and that was like a nice surprise because yeah. she very much could have been dropped after that um, 60th anniversary story.
0: Not that we wanted that to happen.
1: No, 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 absolutely not. No. But yeah,
0: she's definitely one where you think, well, this is a character brought in for a story. Mm.
1: The other thing that we had recently as well was do you remember towards the end of the year they had the five most recent actors employed as regulars on coronation True. street sitting alongside the longest term ones yeah so that had like adam hussein on even though that's not a new character it's a new actor and but it didn't have um it didn't have um daisy on yet yeah, she if she was a regular surely she should be on that
0: yeah, it's weird. I
1: mean, and Elaine wasn't on there. It it's, kind
0: of made... It, you know Aggie,
1: I think, was. I don't
0: think they're very... Uh, the definitions merge into one yeah. another.
1: I know that Corypedia found this hard when they did their Ultimate Character survey yeah, a few it, years it, ago, yeah. and it was like, what, it was 373 regulars, but it, it was like, oh, do we Make count sure this person, do we not count that put person? put Steve Fisher
0: in there.
1: Gotta have Steve Fisher, yeah. <laughs> Phillips email continues. <laughs> That's not always, isn't it? No, there's more. One final question I have is that I'm a big cast card fan so these are the you know where you can write in and there's, a, there's the promo picture of them and then they've autographed them underneath um, I've been emailing the Corrie press office for a decade and I've been getting pre-printed cast cards and I have quite a few currently I have everyone up to the ones in 2019 I missed last year's right before Covid hit and now I see that earlier this year they have brought out some new ones, but I haven't seen all of this year's. I think that they're only giving the actors their cards. Do you know what the status of the soaps are at present? Are they still working in a limited capacity? I wonder if the press office is open and I can email them to send the newest cast cards to Canada. Do you think that they would do that? I hope that they'll get back to normal sooner rather than later. So cast cards, that's not something that we're really that's into at all, is it? We've got a few. Um... We we that uh, that some people have sent us, which are great, but we it's not something that we actively hunt down. I know, but
0: I think I might want to get into them. I
1: think I,
0: they're
1: quite cool. I I think contact the press office because I know. Well, I mean, the, the last last thing I heard from people I wo- I talked to at the press office is that there are a lot of people working at home at the moment. So I don't know. I I guess I guess there's no harm in writing in and finding out. Maybe let people know if you if you managed to get hold of some because yeah, there's definitely some new new official photos going out there
0: i wouldn't know the best people to ask are the cory press office but it's worth reading this email out just so that everyone can know if you do want to um get them that's how you get them yes and you can email the press office um quite easily i don't know how you do that email i think they're free
1: as well aren't they because there's a load of cast cards going on ebay at the moment and some of them are from current characters so you shouldn't have to be paying for them
0: Yeah, I don't... I Honestly, we've never sent off for one. No. That would be quite a fun thing to do. Yes. Interestingly, they they, um, operate in a very similar way, and I know that some people won't like me to say this, Mm. to the royal family, where you can write (laughs) to the Queen or to Kate and Wills or to Camilla and Charles and say, happy birthday, or thinking of you, and they'll send you back a card.
1: Just like the Cory press office. Just like when, when Vera got that card from yeah. the Queen when she announced that Josh Ackleton had died. Yeah. And...
0: Thank you so much for sending me your card.
1: We must move on. We have other feedback. General, okay. Would you like to read this one from George?
0: George says, I don't know about YouTube, but there was an awful lot of pollocks being said on the cobbles this week. Thanks to Debbie using a cheap supplier who claimed to have given her a good deal on cod, but produced her a load of pollocks. I knew exactly what those writers were thinking and how could they have got the residents to say swear words without breaching the watershed? Honestly, this is not the school playground. <laughs> also, what was that with Miss, Little Miss Slapper, or should I say, Little Miss Gold Digger. Daisy seems to be after Daniel's fortunes, which feels like a storyline that happened off screen as I feel like we have no idea about this house until I got the phone call last week. That reminds
1: me, Denise Os... Sorry, Denise Black didn't know about this, did she? Because yeah. on YouTube this week, we put up the character profile of Denise Osborne and I um, tagged Denise Black, and the actress who plays it, in it, and then she replied back saying, have I been killed off? And I was like, yeah. I'd know no, I think so. You're just being really generous at at the moment so she yeah. is quite relieved to hear that there's still a potential for her to return to Cory
0: George says, finally, what's Tyrone done? Proposing to someone who's clearly blind drunk or was it a proposal? I couldn't tell. If the look on his face was happy or stunned although clearly Alina thinks she's accepted a marriage proposal. Though will she remember when she's cleared her hangover? She
1: certainly did, and I think Tyrone wished that she hadn't.
0: Maybe she didn't remember, and then she went on on her Pinterest. She's like, oh, look, I've got a whole whole board here just for wedding ideas 2022. (laughs) Oh, it looks so beautiful in this dress.
1: Thank you very much, George, for your email, and thank you also to FangirlOverLud123. who she, She says, my feedback seems to be getting more infrequent recently. It's true, but it's okay. She says, I always seem to be busy on Friday evenings tell us about it we know yeah, we know too. although we, last friday we did have that nice meal didn't we <sighs> with uh, with rachel and that so this week uh, she says was really good until the last part of today tyrone is the only person in the world who could accidentally get engaged although so it, cool, man. when i when we when that happened on friday i said that, that reminded me of the time that curly accidentally got engaged to uh, yeah. kimberly yeah. where he says oh I've, you know i want to make an honest woman of i can't remember i can't remember how it happened he he was talking to Kimberly's parents.
0: Got carried away a little bit. He
1: got carried away and they assumed that he is engaged to her, but anyway, it was different. Um, also, I think that everyone has been way too easy on hope. I'm sorry, but the moment your primary school age child goes, ooh, fire, let's start burning everything down. That's when you say, okay, this kid needs help. That Birmingham school has a lot to answer for. Also... When did getting back from the police? Uh, so when getting back, why when getting back from the police station did they get her sweets? Also, did anyone tell Debbie Leanne burnt her last restaurant down before the sale? The amount of arsonists on this street is increasing at a worrying rate. And how did that fisherman think he could get away with making pollock look like cod? Well, as as Gemma has explained, they're apparently almost I don't indistinguishable. Think,
0: I honestly, I've only googled it. The fish look different. But I don't know that the meat does. The same way that I don't think you could look at a piece of lamb and a piece of beef and necessarily say, this is lamb or beef. But if you tasted it, you could.
1: If you if you looked at a sheep and a cow, you'd probably know which one was going to make what. Yeah, you would. So when Leanne gets her fish from the suppliers, is it scaled and everything?
0: Well, I would imagine so. Otherwise, Curtis has got to process it.
1: Mm. He's probably very skilled. That's what his chefing course was. Um...
0: It wouldn't how to tell the difference between pollock and cod, would no, it? No, didn't
1: teach you that, Curtis. Uh, I love Daisy getting found out. Ali was great this week, and so was Abby. Sally Carmen's acting was fab. Moving from one Sally to another, I'm sorry, but Sally Metcalf may just make my all-time top five Curry characters. No need to apologise. It's a good pick.
0: What about your top nine?
1: oh yeah tell us your top nine yeah get on that twitter get poll i um also leanne versus imran i didn't mind it but it bothers me how toya and leanne only ever seem to fall out these days i completely agree yeah, you're right. if those two are in a scene together there is more than a 50 50 chance that they're going to fall out and it's such it's a shame like because they've 10, got such 90. a brilliant bond
0: what would either say
1: yeah come on you let oh, letting the side down on, guys. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we didn't talk about the fact that, like, do we do we blame Imran for using Ollie against um, Leanne the way he, he did? He was
0: only saying what we've all been thinking. <laughs> I did, honestly, that was, was really out of line. It's it got nothing totally to do with anything. Oliver could, was not murdered.
1: I don't, I mean, he did come back and said...
0: He said it to Leanne, he said it to the, to the, the Toya though. Oh, that was a bit out of order, wasn't it?
1: It does go to show just how hard he has been doing to fight for justice for Kelly. <laughs> um, i tell you What? What?
0: Um, when it comes to R. Kelly trials, I know which one I would rather be working on. <laughs> That's so on. funny
1: that the R. Kelly trial is going on at the moment. <laughs> I at that and
0: I said to you, are we, does that mean we can't make R. Kelly jokes? Anymore? <laughs> I think it probably no, does. No,
1: absolutely still can, it's I, fine. I don't know. Finally, um, says Fangirl Overload 123 it felt great to have extras in the back of the Rovers and the Bistro. Yay! Yes, it was only a couple, but good to see them slowly get back to normal. Character of the week is Sally, and I gave it four accidental proposals
0: out of five. Thank you very much. Ah, it's very nice much, Chuck. a message from you. Yeah, yeah, it is. Nancy has also sent us a message and she says, Tyrone has to step forward and tell the police that Hope set the fire. Elena needs to face the fact that Hope and Ruby will always be part of their lives. And she needs to accept Fizz too. I love the idea of a memorial garden for Seb. I thought that Corey wrecked it. When I found out Abby did it, it made sense to me. I do hope that Nina and Abby will meet somewhere in the middle with regard to their grief. I absolutely love the Jenny, Sean, Johnny, Daisy, and Daniel scenes. It was wonderful to hear the banter again. Daisy is going to dump Ryan. She doesn't does need approval from men. Ooh, sorry, that was we had me the whole knocking. table. Then um, Jenny will see this if Rita points it out. Where was Rita? Where was yeah, Rita? When no, Rita, needed?
1: slacking off again.
0: Daniel and Daisy are an interesting combination. <laughs> Did you notice that Johnny was almost behind the bar? Jenny and Johnny. Could get back together.
1: Do you think that there's a potential? Do you think there's any possibility at all that Daniel and Daisy will, you know, make a go of it? Because he,
0: Daniel and Daisy. Oh, no, he,
1: he seems to. He's. I know that she's trying to scam him, but like I said earlier, he, she might realise. Hang on a minute, maybe I don't want to scam him, and he's actually a nice, decent bloke. Because maybe that's all she needs: the love of a decent bloke. Are they right? I decent. feel
0: the same way about that as I do about Curtis and Emma, and I did about Deirdre and Ken where well, I think there's something a bit unsavoury about a man who gets into a relationship with a woman that he deems to be his intellectual inferior to, to kind of lord it over her.
1: Yeah, but Daniel, if Daniel doesn't, then he's going to stay sad and single for the rest of his life, isn't
0: he? He's got a baby to look after. <laughs> I think he'll be fine. Well, he
1: needs a mum to do it for him so that he can go to... You know, just like his dad. Nancy developed. makes
0: an interesting point here about about Johnny and Jenny getting back together, which makes me think, why is Johnny in it now?
1: I, don't, I seriously must, don't
0: know. I, I, even I don't thought want that last... to think that it's because they're like, well, Richard Hawley's got, you know, 40, 40 weeks guaranteed in his contract. We've got to get him in the show. Otherwise, we're going to we have to pay him anyway. I don't want to think it's that, but we know that that is a factor sometimes. Mm. But... You know, the fact that he's hanging around as far as, you know, um Tekov's gone kind of. Well last week he was kind goes. of
1: noticing that there were things not quite right between Dan uh Daisy and Ryan, wasn't he? But then Where that all now? that all ended this week with no sign or hair find uh, oh, the no hair of it. It's
0: so sad what happened to those two young loves. It is, it is. Nancy says Nick, Debbie and Leanne are wonderful, they will make great partners. I love seeing the fire in Leanne's eyes. Hope. They will make the <laughs> bistro great again. They give thick this... matches
1: in people's eyes, even if it is Leanne, and sometimes she asks for it.
0: She does. I give this week's episodes four wonky donkeys out of five. The character of the week is Daisy. Shout out to Todd, Evelyn, and Abby. Lovely. Oh, yeah, no Todd this week, was there? No Todd. Ah, oh, what will he do next?
1: Who knows? Probably trying... And... Get back with Billy or do something sneaky, I imagine. Okay, finally, we've got Rebecca's messages. Sneaky. Who says, at first, when I heard that Shona was going to get run over, I was, sorry, was going to get Todd run over, I was like, oh no, not another social distance accident. But when the episode started, I thought, ah, I realise what you're doing, Curry," and I quite liked it. Although Todd did make quite a quick recovery from being run over.
0: Yeah, we didn't get any feedback from people about whether they thought... The beginning of last week was good or oh, not. No, I
1: don't think we did today. We? Oh, well, we'll just go it's with what we like think.
0: It's like we, we have a total vacuum of...
1: <laughs> um, she said she, she loved Todd spelling out his demands to David and Shona. The whole yeah. David getting arrested was stupid, though, and it all condensed oh, okay. into Todd leaving again and Eileen persuading him to stay basically a whole load of drama for nothing although i did enjoy the sarah and todd scene yeah i actually like the todd and billy arguing in friday's episode though i can't stand billy at the moment right question
0: question conversation street listeners Mm? billy yay or nay please tell me i don't think think we does anybody like him i don't want to hear from you if you hate him that's default position do you still like Billy? There are
1: some, there are some big Dan Brocklebank oh, fans out there. No, that I think got. that's
0: not what yeah, I'm Yeah, I know, asked. but probably Daniel Brocklebank <laughs> is a separate person to Billy. We think he's precious and beautiful, and he has had a very remember, beard. Had a very tough time over lockdown because he had to isolate it by himself. He was very public with that. So and you know talking about how difficult it was. Leave Daniel Brocklebank alone. But when it comes to Billy, should we kick him? that into the crypt and leave him there that's what i want to know
1: yes um i'm lost now (laughs) sorry Um, so am i mary made me laugh a lot as well and it was good not to have paul sticking his nose in although i'm half expecting in the next few weeks for him to invite himself into conversations with billy poor fizz taking the fall for hope i knew she was going to do that i did let out a little cheer though when alina said that they were done although like michael said i don't think they're quite finished yet and i bet time manages to worm his way back to alina I certainly did that. Um, I did feel sorry for Fizz when she Taurine said.
0: Tyrone wormed his way back in, this, in a very similar way to the dance move for the worm, in that you kind of awkwardly inch your way across the dance floor with everybody looking at you, going, What are you doing? <laughs> you literal psychopath. This is not cool or, or funny.
1: <laughs> um...
0: You're only embarrassing yourself, Tyrone. <laughs>
1: I felt sorry for Fizz when she said she was scared of Hope. Rachel's cameo was a little random. Yeah, even yeah. more so when, if She's she was going to be mentioned. needed, <laughs> the story did carry on this week and that was gone. Very, very, very odd.
0: Okay, well, listen, I'm not going to criticise Coronation Street for employing somebody um, during during mm. a difficult period for actors.
1: Speaking of guests and recurring cast and everything bring like we just Henry, were. Bring back yeah, Henry. Yeah, come on. One, bring bring back, if you
0: can bring back Rachel. Can, yeah. <laughs>
1: There are others. We've got mm. we've got a list.
0: Yes, we do. Pick um, right into Conversation Street at Gmail.
1: Alina dobbing Fizz in. I wasn't happy with, but at least she knows. Now it was hope. Tyrone could tell the police that it was hope, but then that would get him into more trouble with Alina, oh. as a, she she will assume that he's doing it to protect Fizz. You must sleep on sofa. That's what phone. happened. Glad to see Asha back, and also glad to see her feelings for Nina return. I still maintain after the court case they'll reunite, although depending on how long it takes, Nina's feelings over Seb dying to settle. Glad that Abby finally confessed to destroying the garden, but I'm also glad that she wants to work on it and that they compromised on getting rid of the portrait of Seb in the garden. It reminded me of that giant picture of Cal that Jeff got for number six. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Big smiling dead son. It's exactly the same. (laughs) Iconic. Um, That's probably
0: how God feels about pictures of Jesus.
1: I predicted that Daisy would be interested in Daniel in the yearly predictions. Did you? That's pretty good. So even though I want Daniel to run a mile from Daisy, I'm quite happy to have predicted something correctly. You're right, though.
0: It's the burden of being Cassandra.
1: You're right, though. He is Ken's son, so he would be flattered by the attention. And also, they could bond over being abandoned (laughs) as a child, although Daisy's wasn't really abandonment. If you get more of Daisy's past and background, I'll be happy, as I'm sure she has deep-rooted issues that affect her behaviour. Also, good to see Johnny back. Though, like Michael said, I'm still unsure if they're phasing him out slowly. And as for Ryan, well, just go back to Alina as Daisy isn't interested in you anymore. Though, like you said, (laughs) I don't think Daniel will be the last guy Daisy will be interested in. Finally, really curious as to what Debbie will do with the bistro and having a 50-50 partnership with Nick and Leanne would be good for all three characters. And I think I like this, Leanne, as she isn't moping and crying, but she isn't screaming and rowing all the time either. She's found a good middle. Character of the week is Todd. And I give it three yeah. and a half things that Todd isn't interested in Shona for out of five. One is her body, smiling face with open no, mouth. No,
0: that is an emoji. One is her body, smiling oh, yes. face with open mouth and smiling eyes.
1: Sometimes I just copy the tweets and that happens. And
0: it, turns Thank it you, into the description of an emoji. And emojis. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh,
1: we do have one little last one here from Richard here.
0: I will read it to you. He says, happy ninth podcast anniversary firstly thank you i think it is quite apt that a stellar week of the show coincides with the podcast anniversary i
1: was i was glad of that I, I, it's, mm-hmm. I, I like it when the anniversaries come all the big episodes come and i've got some positivity to say I, what i really hate is oh i love coronation street oh i do this podcast it's for life blah, blah, blah. Blah, coronation street is rubbish this week so yeah thank you coronation street you did it for me
0: he said i thought i would share with you my theory on george's Wild past,
1: oh, yes. George, he was a bit of a wrongon in the past, he wasn't did he? We say don't he, know... didn't,
0: he alluded to a story, mm. yes. Just like Upcoming's Shona running door. over Todd, we did not get to see, mm. but rather just imagine. I think
1: we will find out about George's past. Well, so let let's me tell let's you, you what Read Richard out Richard's said. version, and then we'll see.
0: As a young trainee undertaker, his dad Archie put George in charge of buying coffins. With an eye for a bargain, George decided to import cheaper plastic models from the Far East rather than use the traditional oak ones which had served Shuttleworth's well for generations. The plastic design allowed George to import I smuggle rare breeds of terrapin into the country <laughs> which he sold off into the Weatherfield market. He says, I suspect the truth will be turn out to be much more exciting.
1: Well, I like, I like that idea. Maybe, maybe. Is that
0: where terrapins come from?
1: I don't know. I they come from the pet shop, don't they?
0: This Did is like talk- the revelation that I found, that I always find surprising that, is it Venus flytraps
1: mm.
0: come from like a very small area of America?
1: Why is that surprising?
0: Because I thought they were, I didn't know All where they came the from. I thought they were like, I don't know, there's like a magical world that, I, that exists where everything that's unusual lives. I didn't think they were from America. It just seems weird that Americans like, oh like, no, what, they these feel Venus quite Amazonian for no actual america north america not yes not oh. the continent of america the country the united states of america there's a very small like boggy area somewhere not in texas i don't know where they where they have these carnivorous no, plants that. that just know. grow that did I we, I thought that was weird. Did we talk?
1: When was it we were talking about Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles? Was that two did weeks ago?
0: Ninja
1: Turtles. <laughs> yeah, we we did have a funny little interaction with somebody on uh, on the Facebook group who pointed out that we said Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles when it's actually Teenage Mutant. Ninja Turtles, but just in case anybody from outside the UK, or maybe just some young UK listeners don't know, it was called Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles over here back in the 80s because ninjas are scary and dangerous, and if you mention and, them then people are going to go nunchucking each other in the face
0: Yeah, the, the nunchucks or nunchaku, or however you say it, were banned in this country by the BBC because yes, they are so far ma- too violent, So when Michelangelo but midsummer murders us, is apparently fine
1: Michelangelo had to have his nunchucks Digitally, re- no, it well, couldn't have been digitally removed in the eighties, could it? It was just very, very heavily censored. It turns out that when I was watching yes. Turtles when I was a boy,
0: and me, I was a girl, and I still you? watched them. And I like, I, I, wanted to be Donatello. I
1: wanted to be Michelangelo. Yeah. Well, I used to, when I used to play. I used to play Ghostbusters and I used to play Turtles in the playgrounds. And when, I, when we played Turtles, I was Michelangelo because it's like <laughs> Michael. And when we played <laughs> Ghostbusters, I was Winston Sedmore.
0: That seems.
1: I don't know why. I think I was I, just the spare. Look,
0: you, Michelangelo, being the party dude, does not <laughs> match with you. No, I know. Um, Venus flytrap. You don't know what I
1: was like as an eight year old, though. I, I was
0: can wild. really imagine. Venus flytrap are grown in North and South Carolina. Oh, well, there we go. Yes, you're right, but we were saying about, oh, yeah, they seem very tropical and yeah. Amazon y. No, North Carolina.
1: Who'd have thought? Probably Who... some botanists. Bet Tracy knows.
0: Probably.
1: That's it for this week's podcast. Kind of our second ninth anniversary podcast of the week. Quite Thank you, everybody.
0: One. We really appreciate you listening. Thank you so much to our patrons and our regular listeners, and everybody that interacts with us on social media too. You guys make this worth doing. Please you. enter our competition oh, because yeah. we want as many people as possible to enter. Don't make it too complicated for yourself. Just think. You don't of even nine have to give you nine favorite
1: characters. Just put nine characters.
0: Retweet, re, retreat, retweet, like, and follow us you can win your choice of Corrie merch. You
1: can get an apron, a towel, or a bag. Awesome. You can. Um, I was going to say, I wanted to say thank you to all the people that have done other likey bits. We've we've had lots of buzzings on our Twitter this week, haven't we? Yeah, we've, we've had
0: a really good week on Twitter. We have.
1: And then um, we, we, we've gained quite a lot of new followers as well, I, I think, which is, uh, which has been lovely. So thank you, everybody, who has spread the word about Conversation Street and, and sometimes not even meaning to, because sometimes all you need to do is like something or reply something or whatever, and then it pops up on other people's feeds by some kind of algorithm. I don't it's know. I don't magic understand it. and
0: witchcraft, yeah. and we should be burned at the stake.
1: No. <laughs> I <laughs> think I will stay here, thank you.
0: Typical male response Tell you what, we didn't to being accused of
1: we, witchcraft. Although I, I want to say thank you to everybody that did this, but we still didn't get any new iTunes reviews this week, as far as I know. And we did specifically ask for that last if week in the, the podcast. Choice of
0: never getting another review or getting one star reviews and some five stars. I'd rather have never any more ever again.
1: Yeah, but nobody I'm not asking it people to give us one star feeling. reviews. There must be some people here that are thinking Are you here? There must be some people listening that are thinking, yeah, I really must get around to that. If you're thinking that, yeah, now is the time. we're
0: talking to you, specifically you. We but then people like, to shower us know, and praise and stars. I start. listen to so many podcasts I've never reviewed one.
1: Oh, no, no, I mean, me neither. We don't really need it. It just boosts our <laughs> ego. Right, I think we're done. I don't
0: think we need ego boosting this week.
1: I think we I are I think done. we're
0: pretty satisfied with having done this for nine years and having people listen and enjoy... And even if you don't agree with everything we say, we really like you to write in and let us know because that's fun, and it's everybody has a different perspective, and that's what makes Carnation Street and Coronation Street watching so much fun. Exactly.
1: I just want to finish off by saying again, well done to Janice who was our competition winner. Don't forget to get in touch with us and get your fabulous prize. And also, big big thank you to the lovely and very talented um, Sally Carmen for coming intern. on to the podcast. Yeah, to to do a very good prize announcing job if, if this whole acting gig falls through then you can be a prize stroker on a, on a game show or something prize stroker
0: <laughs> we do not even send her the prize to stroke because it's, it's conceptual we could send her a t-shirt
1: yeah she definitely wear love that love wouldn't she <laughs>
0: thank you everybody for listening and we'll see you next week ta
1: the music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com